This is Gav Thorpe, and you're listening to Radio Free Istvan. Heresy and betrayal. These are the words being used to describe the treachery of the Warmaster Horus and his three brothers, Materian, Fulgrim, and Angron, against the innocent Hivelord of Istvan III. Once a flourishing planet, now a wasteland, desolate and lifeless after the Emperor's favorite son unleashed the Imperium's greatest weapon. The deadly Life Eater Virus. However, all is not lost. Some valiant legionaries survived the onslaught thanks to some quick thinking and a timely warning. Hidden deep within a bunker, under the Coral City, these legionnaires broadcast the truth across the galaxy. Forever hunted, they have vowed to broadcast as long as possible and remain free. Radio Free Istvan. A world in ruins and brothers betrayed. The vengeful spirit has finally left the orbit of Istvan III. Countless brother Astartes lay cold in the ground, betrayed by their own gene fathers. Whatever has possessed the minds of these four sons of the Emperor, we may never know. However, reports abound of a ship under fire jumping into the warp away from the fleet may yet be a herald of light in these darkest of times. Stay tuned, brothers. Radio Free Istvan will continue to broadcast updates on the movements of the Trader Warmaster. And remember, the Emperor protects. This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces, stay away from Istvan 5. The fort flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Vulcan and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Free East Van listeners, and welcome to episode 100 of the Radio Free East Van podcast. Big 100. A Horse Heresy 30K podcast. My name is Michael. I got my co-host, powerful Derek, over here. Go say what's going on, Derek. You're going to make that a thing, aren't you? I'm trying. <laughs> like, I have to <laughs> consciously think and remember to say powerful Derek. Powerful P-hole. P-P-P-H-D. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Also got my co-host Scott. Go and say what's going on, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, you've been Scott rolled. Okay, <laughs> 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 <Yeah>, just ignore me. <laughs> and of course, powerful Ryan Kimmel. Go and say what's going on, Ryan. What's happening? And all you listeners out there that Brought us all the way here to episode 100, keeping us going, keeping us working. Bless you. Here we are, episode 100. We got a special episode for you this episode. That is the 100th episode of the Radio Free Instagram podcast episode. We do it for you. So naturally, we we put the, we put the old feelers out to get some uh, get some hundo episode voicemails in. So uh, this episode might be on the on the i guess like as far as 30k content goes there'll be some there but it's probably not going to be the most 30k content full episode that we've ever done but you know just let just a fair warning right now um we do have some cool things going on this episode that i do want to let you guys know about so for one each one of the hosts on this show has a trivia question that they will be asking at any point of the episode. They're just going to like, boom, it's going to pop in their head and be like, I want to do this. We have all been notified that we have to think of one trivia question throughout this entire show. And the once we pop that trivia question out there, all you have to do is the first person to email me 
at michael at warhammer30k.com. That's Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, looking at you, Will, A-E-L, at warhammer30k.com. <laughs> Not Mikiel. Uh, send, me, send me an email with the answer. The first person to get through with that that hasn't already answered one of the trivia questions will win a 100th episode Radio Freest Event shirt. A commemorative shirt. A commemorative shirt for the 100th episode. So we have four shirts we're going to give away this episode. Uh, they go up to like 8XL, so unless you're a monster. <laughs> but, <laughs> then, you know? <laughs> it's not going to fit over your power armor. What? Sorry. <laughs> What's a 9XL look like? Is that like a, an age of sail fucking sailing ship? Yeah. Sail with like two sewn together back to back like a, a giant poncho? I don't know. <laughs> I think I, I think if somebody needs a 9XL, we'll figure out a way to make it happen. But yeah, we like, probably need to have an intervention at the same time. That means we would have a celebrity listener because... <laughs> It's probably someone who's on my 600-pound life and is going to have to come out of their house one day. <laughs> but they'll have our shirt when it happens. That's, That's all that right. really matters. Our commemorative 100th episode shirt, which should be dropping this Wednesday or Thursday to the general public, which is fantastic. It's, it's going to be great. I've seen them workshop some of the designs, and it's going to be dope. <laughs> So anyway, so that's what we got going on this episode. So keep an ear open for the trivia questions we will be dropping. Uh, they may be heresy related. They may be past podcast show related. I mean, who knows? It could be anything. But as far as this episode goes, we've got some hobby progress we're going to go over, as you do. Uh, we've got a ton of voicemails that we're going to be talking about. We have a Thousand Sons list, a Sons of Horus list. And then we're going to spin the Wheel of Grindage at the end. So if you're not familiar with the Wheel of Grindage, that is the wheel that we spin that has all of the other Horus Heresy podcasts on it. Well, all the ones that we knew about a few months ago, I'm pretty sure some more have popped up since then, but all the ones we knew about a few months ago. But we'll spin that wheel, and if it's a podcast that we've already sent a uh, care package to with a bunch of like food and junk and stuff like that, uh, then we will send it to a listener that shares this podcast. Uh, that would actually have been last podcast, so episode 99. If you shared that, then you have a chance to share it on Facebook, and you have a chance of uh, being that listener on the Wheel of Grindage. Uh, did you guys want to talk about that new Imperial Guard tank? <laughs> Sorry. Astro Militarum tank. Solar Auxilla tank. You only want to talk about the new that Solar Ox tank? fucking powerful Toyota Solar Ox four-door sedan the orox armored transport you want to talk about it yeah man it's a rhino moving on yeah it's a (laughs) it's like a man rhino it's a man-sized rhino yep so hey on the uh, real on the real it i think it does add a little bit of versatility to the army gives you a way to transport little small units around like Velotaris and stuff and flamer sections uh tactical command section would be a good one to throw in this if you're on one of those so it's just it well, it's, really, it's available to militia too i think it's go. a bigger boon to militia That's than solar ox but get the get the mileage out of its militia well, well you got to think that this combined with the termite so like militia now has the um what is it the Morgan. little flyer thing Arvis. the Arvis. Arvis. The the Gorgon, the Termite, this thing, and then if you take the um, Providence um, 
Survivors of the Dark Age, you get Land Raider, yeah. Proteus, and Space Marine Rhinos. So if you're a basic fucking human, you got all kinds of of uh, preferred rides. What's the point cost on that Torox? Uh, 35, 35 so points. Oh. Yeah, it, it is literally a rhino, I think. So if you're taking Survivors of the Dark Age, is there any reason to take the Torox, the Orox? Because that stays Blisco 4, doesn't it? Uh, Cheap. I think, yeah, I, I think so. I don't know. It, well, you wouldn't. It's just, it, this basically is for when you don't want to take that specific providence. Well, if you take a rhino, does it give it explorator adaption? No. Nope. This, this there comes you go. With that. You save five points on a dozer blade, and you get a six-up invul save against template weapons. Huzzah. My goodness. Good call, Derek. Good find. Woohoo! What's its what's its base gun though? A rhino comes with a combi bolter. What's its base gun? A heavy stubber. A heavy stubber. That's a, so, that's I'd rather biggest, have the stubber. That's the biggest of stubbers, man. That's the fucking nickname of my dick, the heavy stubber. <laughs> <laughs> First trivia question I'll play. <laughs> it's Low it's, humor it's short and fat, but it fills the gap. <laughs> so yeah so i mean really i just i mean figure we might as well touch base on that since we are a 30k podcast yeah um 11 11 10 three hole points uh two models can shoot out of the top hatch two doors on the side access hatch on the rear 10 model transport capacity can't have bulky very bulky or extremely bulky it's a rhino yeah it's everything a rhino offers it's not like it's... Uh, is there any restrictions on what it can transport in the Militia or the Solar Ox? Uh, Solar Ox, it's dedicated for Auxilla Tactical Command, uh, Veltara Storm Sections, and Auxilla Flamer Sections. Uh, let me pull up the Militia variant. That one is a dedicated transport for Auxilla Platoon Command Cadres, uh, Grenadier Squads, and... Yeah, that's it. But the problem militia, with putting... Oh, See, that sucks, though, because only putting Grenadiers in it, you can't have any special weapons. Because the problem is Grenadiers start at 10, and you don't upgrade to special weapons. You have to actually add a whole other guy with a special weapon. So the minimum squad to put special weapons in a Grenadier squad is 12. Ooh. And then the standard Militia squad is 20, and the standard Levy squad is 20. Ogrens won't fit. Well, it's only and, an option for the platoon command and grenadiers. Yeah, it's not a you can't buy it separate for anybody. Yeah, it's it's pretty lackluster then for militia. Militia, you would just take termites because I would much rather fucking have the twelve capacity to get my special weapons in there. Yeah, grenade limiting two to grenadier only is kind of kind of shooting itself in the foot there. I don't know. Maybe it's they one of those things. I wish. I wish the fucking basic militia squad started at ten, or had the rule like the solar ox, where you could split it into ten man squads or something. Starting it at twenty is a fucking death knell because it won't fit in anything except a gorgon. Well, and why would... are you buying a a three hundred point gorgon to put sixty point or a sixty? I think it's like a sixty point squad. They're like three points a dude, three point shitbirds with whatever you arm them with with no special weapons in a 300-point Gorgon. That is modeled to be both open-topped with two assault ramps, but 
but in the rules is neither open topped nor does it have an assault ramp. It's the most <laughs> retarded. Like, I don't understand. Even fluff wise, dude. Like <laughs> listening to how fast those ramps open and everything. Oh, okay. I don't. They they almost need like a. They need to be able to break up into ten man squads, and they need some like uh some like Torox level vehicles where like they're just like trucks and stuff. You know, they need like like the Gene Stealer Colt little fatty. I would kill for a Chimera in my militia list. It holds twelve. It's got okay firepower. It's moderately cheap. Like I don't understand why this thing's not a Chimera, to be honest, or like the predecessor to the Chimera, and hold twelve guys. Yeah, definitely twelve dudes would have been nice, but they can't give us all. They can't give it all. They got a one one term out at a time. It is what it is, and what it is is a Rhino. Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well said. So, anyway, who wants to start on this hobby progress talk that we got to get into? I got my dreadnought painted up. Oh, I saw that man. It looks great. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, got my last, uh, got my last anvilus put together. That fucking sucked. And just waiting on some magnets to come in so I can get the get the little claw talons on them magnetized and then get paint paint them up. And what else do I have left? After that would just be one more vet squad and my lightning. And I think I'm pretty much set on my Night Lords. Oh, and a whole bunch of fucking assault squads. Hell yeah, dude. And that's for, yeah. And what what point does that put you at right now? Right now, I have 1,000 points put together. So I'm able to play this month's uh, Escalation. Just needed to actually go down to the shop get some games in. Which I should be able to do this coming week. If you're free Tuesday, let me know. I'm free Tuesday. We will bat rep that shit. Fucking dope. Kitty, what are you doing? DJ Kitty on the mix. Yeah, she looked like she was about to throw up. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Kitty's fine. She didn't throw up. She's adjusting her sleeping position. First trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do. Hold on one second. This is going to be a trivia question because it's fair. It's easy. It's oh. going to get the, the ball rolling. All right, let's do this. What is my cat's name? Ooh, I know. Pick me. That's it. That's the first trivia question right there. And she has a full name, not her nickname. Her full name. She runs. She runs the mixer. She makes sure that everything is good. It's an easy one. Should be easy. What is my cat's name? That's a that's a good question. Okay. So yeah, that's all I really had for my hobby progress. Barnabas. My guess is Barnabas. Well, you're not playing. <laughs> and you're he's definitely not, wrong as shit. Scott doesn't play. <laughs> he's, he's in it to win it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, good hobby progress, Derek. I also see you got that lightning together. Was that lightning together last week? Yeah, yeah, I I don't consider it fully together because I still have to like get the like weapons magnetized and shenanigans like that. I don't know what I'm going to do with the pilot just yet. I think we talked about that a little bit, like as far as uh, if I want to do like a legionnaire in it or like a servitor. So I'm looking over at your case right now, and I see you have the Bob Smith Industries accelerator for your super glue. I sure do. Uh, so I bought a new bottle of it some point last week. 
and I lost it. It's gone forever. It's gone to the wind. So I, I guess just moving on to my hobby progress. That's a bummer. I assembled 20 sword brethren without accelerator. I'm so sorry. And like, oh, wow. I don't know what to do with myself at this point. Like I don't, so earlier this week, I don't know if it was Friday or Thursday. I want to say it was Friday. Uh, Cody from the Escalation League and from our local gamers. Powerful man, Cody. Powerful Cody. Um, the guys on the uh, I Have Horse podcast talked about him and how fun of a dude he is and all that jazz. Uh, they're not wrong. Yeah, no, they're not wrong. He came over and we were assembling stuff, and I had my little bottle of Accelerator left, the Army Painter one that I picked up from Gupton over at uh, Goldmine. And I'm using that, and I'm like, it's getting low, right? It's getting super low. I know I'm on my last sprays of the little bottle. And me being the gentleman I am, Oops. I say, Cody, because he's assembling an Avenger. I'm like, Cody, have you ever used Accelerator before? He goes, no, how does it work? I was like, because I see him holding his wings together onto the onto his Avenger. Like, he's, like, gluing it, holding it in place, and, like, you know, not, not using Accelerator, not using Zip Kicker, nothing. Just straight up letting Super Glue do what Super Glue does. And I was like, here, let me change your life real quick. And, like, I hand it to him. He's like, how does this work? He used it. It's like night and day, dude. And so all I'm thinking is, like, Cody's been in it for a while, dude. Like, like, how much time has he spent holding models together? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I've heard, like, there's people who don't like Accelerator. They say it makes your glue brittle. It makes your parts brittle. All this stuff. But, I mean, we're talking days of your life when you're putting an army together. Like, it's got to be days. Like, it's got to be something insane. Like, I can't. Well, I mean, even if you're worried about it making your glue brittle, you can just use the accelerator to, like, spot hold a, like, small part of it while the rest of it cures naturally and not yeah. risk the integrity of your glue. Absolutely. 100%. Because you're, because you're worried about that join without pinning it. Ryan, what are your thoughts on accelerator? I know you use zip it's kicker. Awesome. Every, like, do you use it all you the time? You have to use it. Like, every? Yes. Scott? Well, not like every, like, I, I usually try to glue something together. And if it holds, because sometimes it'll hold, depending on how the joint is, sometimes yeah. it'll hold fine on its own. But I don't fuck around. As soon as it doesn't, it gets the zip kicker. Good. Scott, you the same way? Yep. It's the same exact way. I ain't got time for that. Who who has time to sit there and hold fucking shit together until it draws? Jesus Christ. Okay, so here's the thing. So, like I said, <clears throat> Cody's been in in a while, right? Cody's been, he's like war machine champion. Uh, he's like, hardcore 40k player he plays 30k now he's been in it a while at least six years at least six years didn't know about accelerator so that means that we probably have listeners right now that don't know about super glue and accelerator that do not understand do not know about the magic of glue accelerator well hey if you're You're out there let me let me drop a fucking hot tip on you it's from a company called zap and the actual name of it is Zip Kicker, part number PT-15, and it smells like muffins, so there's even <laughs> bonus. Oh. <laughs> Our smell, like, because we use Bob Smith Industries only because that's who, uh, uh, what Hob- was that? Hobby Lobby? Not Hobby Lobby. Um, that's why I use it. That's what <clears> Hobby, 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 Hobby Lobby Town. Hobby Lobby sells Bob, Bob <clears throat> Industries? That's where I got this bottle. Oh my god, my whole life done changed. No, uh, Heroes Collectibles in Houston used to sell that bottle, and that's all we've ever used ever since. It's a lot. Le- it's a lot messier than Zip Kicker because Zip Kicker is more of like a, like a, 
It's uh, an aerosol. An aerosol, yeah. like a instead oh. of an actual spray. Oh, and it yeah. dries fast. Yeah, it dries fucking fast as shit. That stuff you can't you can't spray that and then start painting afterwards because it'll you gotta wait for it to actually like evaporate. Zip kicker will be dry in less than ten seconds, especially yeah. if you blow on it. Oh wow! And then you can start painting or whatever. So yeah, so we use the less less advanced. I mean, we still like we're like uh we're like cavemen over here where you all are in the future. Um, but we, now we zip kicker does have alcohol in it, so don't spray it on a model. And while it's wet, try to wipe it away. You'll wipe your paint away as well. It's safe to spray on a model, but just let it sit and evaporate on its own, and you're fine. But don't try to touch it while it's wet, or you'll mess up the paint. Yeah, guys. So these are glue accelerators. These take your super glue and make them harden instantly and make your pieces stick together immediately. So, like, remember remember a while back, and this was probably a good year and a half, two years ago, uh, Tim and Michael had, like, a, a contest where they were offering on i horse they're offering a fire raptor if you could assemble a fire raptor in so many like hours and i was like yeah i can do that like <laughs> so, like some bob smith we'll be able to go to town i'll put three of them bitches together in that time <laughs> like so so surely the word of uh the bob smith industries or zip kicker glue accelerator hasn't made it around around the the traps i mean clearly between the two we have a winner i think the zip kicker yeah, well, I got to try a zip kicker. Actually, I did try it at Ryan's house. That's how I knew it was an aerosol. And it did work just as good as the spray Bob Smith. Nice. So. Some people, I know some people don't like zip kicker because it's an aerosol. If you're not careful, a bunch will come out and because it's pressurized. So say you've got a bunch of glue running down a seam and you're holding it and you spray it, it can make the super glue run real fast and drip into your lap. And then it's like, that's the other thing people need to know about it. When you spray accelerator on the glue, as the glue's hardening, it's a chemical reaction that superheats the super glue and turns it into fucking napalm. It will stick to you and it will burn. Yeah, yeah, like fun a story about this. I fucking I'm one of those Neanderthals who will use super glue to like seal up a cut on my ah! or whatever. Well, I fucking cut myself one night while I was I think I was drilling holes in something to magnetize something. I was like, I'll just fucking it together with super glue. I'm sitting there and I'm holding it. And I'm like, you know what? I can just spray zip kicker on this and I'll be it'll be dry in a second. Bad, bad fucking choice, man. Bad choice. I've experienced some pain in my life, but that's up there. That's, yeah, it hurts is, a lot. Yeah, it really hurts a lot. Yeah, my buddy, uh, my buddy Ryan. Whenever we were younger, <laughs> he uh, he was trying to glue some vampire counts together, and he like put way too much glue to where it ran on the inside of his index finger, and he like sprayed the Bob Smith and it like completely glued those two <laughs> fingers together, like solidified, you know, like you can't like people don't have the strength to pull those fingers apart very much. So yeah. those fingers were stuck and he like, it was burning. Yeah, Danny him. DeVito from Batman hands. Yeah. Fucking weird flipper hands. So he's sitting there just screaming. Ah, ah. And so like, he's like, somebody pull him apart. It's burning. It's burning. And we're like, all right, it's going to hurt. So he had to rip his finger apart. <laughs> like it was bad, dude. Uh, sorry, Ryan. That was so long ago. I hope he's okay. <laughs> he is. He's, he lived. Hope things worked out for him. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get a job with those penguin hands. So, uh, but anyway, my hobby progress, uh, put some sword brethren together, knock those out, uh, completely out of Bob Smith. So I'm probably, cause I lost it. 
I don't know how the fuck I lost it. I know I left one at Adepticon, so I had to order a new one, and then I lost this new one that I ordered, so that sucked. I'd give you mine, but it's empty. It's fine. I appreciate the offer, though. But anyway, uh, so I put those boys together. I got the AK Interactive wash on all my uh, um, my Cataphracty. I got, well, okay, for starters, I got the shoulder pads in from Pop Goes the Monkey, gave them the wash, got the shields in. Get, oh, shit, I still got shields in the wash. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I washed some 10 of those storm shields for the Cataphracty Terminators. I am still washing as of like, I don't know, almost 36 hours now. <laughs> some Pop Goes the Monkey uh, sh- printed shields for just normal Breacher Marines. Uh, but I ended up painting and gluing all the shields onto my 10 Cataphracty uh, Storm Shield we- we- bearers. And then I put on their 10 pairs of, uh, of shoulder pads. I got those studded shoulder pads, which are a bitch to paint. Really hard to paint. Like, I need to probably consult some people on how I'm supposed to paint those. Only because uh, painting a ball sucks. Pretty hardcore. And the um, Vallejo metal color that I've been using is super liquidy. So as soon as I touch the ball, it like, immediately spreads to the other ball, to the other stud. And then, you know, so, like, I've already had to respray two of the shoulder pads back to yellow because I messed it up. I got one through, but it's very difficult. So I'm probably going to have to switch over to like bolt gun metal or something instead of just this like Vallejo metal. Something thick. Because as soon as I touch it, it like it goes like a like an oil wash and like goes and spreads to the other ones. You could you could paint it upside down. Yeah. Hey, here's here's why don't you why don't you put some on like a pallet, like a piece of aluminum foil, and let it dry out for a little while, and then fuck it and put it on there. I'm gonna have to try that. Won't won't spill like that. I I use the same metallics you're talking about, the Vallejo metallic airs, and if you if you need it to kind of stick in one place, just put it on a pallet. You know, whatever you use for a pallet, aluminum foil is what I use, and then. Uh, uh, just let it sit there for a little bit and dry, or hit it with a hit it with a, 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 a hair dryer if you're in a hurry. I might have to do that. Um, may have to let it dry out. I'm not. I'm not using the model air. Is it I'm just not, me and Ryan here. No, you're you're there. What's up? No, I'm here. Okay, okay. sorry. Oh yeah, I'm not using the the model air metal. I'm using the Vallejo model metals. It's it's probably the best paint I've ever used, just by coverage wise, like how well it goes on. But mm-hmm. the uh, the actual like, it's just super alcohol based, I believe, and so it just flows. And so it, it, I'll I'll definitely give that a try. The whole letting it dry out thing, I didn't even think about doing that. Um, but I've been painting those. That's been a whole experience. I got one dude done. I posted him up, and I fucked up two more guys because of how I was trying to paint it. So I'm definitely gonna have to figure that out. Uh, then Pop goes the monkey went and dropped uh, the the swords. The swords, man. So he dropped uh, some massive like Imperial Fist Black Templar, like, like a Zweihander almost. Huh? Like a Zweihander almost. Man, I don't know what that is, but that sounds right. Yeah. What's a Zweihander? It's German for two-handed. Yeah, okay. So he dropped these like massive two-handed swords, which are meant for Primaris Marines. But Pop said, hey, dude, like 
I believe these will work just fine for Tataris armor. And so I already had Tataris armor on the way with the shields, with the Tataris shields, the Tataris storm shields. And so I ordered some sets of those big swords so I can actually have like a Templar Brethren Terminators for oh, the wall. Nice. I think it looked dope. And then uh, Scott had asked me last episode what my plans were to do with my Imperial Fist afterwards, like what my plans were, you know, whenever they are done with protecting the wall like they do. And so I kind of worked up a list that Ryan actually like had kind of made a long time ago for some uh, Emperor's Children. And I think I can just run that. Just run 30 Terminators. So, there you and go. And I think they look dope. Some black black armor, mm-hmm. yellow helmets, giant swords, counting as power fist, and giant ass shields. Fuck off shields. Yeah. On those swords, I know he also did a couple other Legion variants of that. Like, I think I saw some, like, Ultramarines, uh, Space Wolves. Yes. A few other ones, too. So, go check those out. Those are absolutely some of the dopest swords I've seen. Like, he was pretty smart about it. He kind of stayed away from legions that have, like, a bunch of swords. Like, Dark Angels have a bunch of swords for them. I know he made a Blood Angel sword. He made a Ultramarine sword. He made a Imperial Fist sword and a Space Wolf sword. And they're very detailed. Like, down to the... What's this part called? The Pommel. The Pommel has, like, legion iconography in there and everything like that. So, Yeah, man, they look good. They look real good. Powerful pop goes the monkey on shapeways. Go give him a look. So, got those ordered. Got those on the way. Tataros are should be here next week sometime. So, be golden, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but as far as hobby progress, I've been sick this weekend, so I haven't gotten to get the painting in that I wanted. Uh, this is the first day I'm feeling better. So, not a whole lot done. But, yeah. you know, can't wait to see those things done. Yeah, my cataphracty, I can show it to you. Actually, he's, I oh, posted him on Facebook. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. They look good. Yeah, he looks he looks, he looks, looks better in person. Like, there's some things with the AK Interactive you can't see. Like, he, they look much more orange in person. So, but. So, what about you guys, man? What'd y'all work on? Uh, I finished the last unit for my... World of Years, I finished up my jet bikes. I just sent you guys uh, some pictures of those dudes right before the show. And that is pretty much all I got for now, man. Like I said, unless I hit the fucking Macedon lottery or some shit like that, I don't I don't have any plans to do anything else for them. I have a, somewhere between 5,000 and 5,500 points worth for that army. And uh, I'm pretty proud of it. I definitely think it's the best army I've painted so far. So as long as I'm getting better, you know, as I go and as long as whatever I do now is better than what I used to do I'll be pretty happy but uh finish those guys up and I'm getting ready to help Ryan Pace to my Iron Warriors for Dave Taylor and the uh I think the Nova Open Charity Raffle I'm gonna paint five Terminators and ten uh Iron Havoc you know or heavy support style guys for that um I just ordered some uh I like refit my airbrush. So I've had a Grex uh, XGI airbrush for, oh God, since like 2013, 2014 time frame. So four, five years I've had this airbrush. And I've painted every 30K army I've had. So that's four of those. I've painted all my commissions with it. That's what they're 10. So I painted about somewhere between 15 and 20 armies with just this airbrush <clears throat> and all i've ever had to do 
was swap out the needle and nozzle about, um, oh, I would say about every seven to 8,000 points. I have to swap out the needle and nozzle. So, you know, that's pretty minimal as far as that goes. I, when I bought mine, I bought like the compressor, the airbrush, everything. I actually traded uh, an army I had for, for the airbrush kit. And it's a Grex airbrush SGI and then a Grex uh, air compressor. And the only things I've done to modify it is I, it comes with like this green gummy furniture on it. Like, like this supposed to be for comfort, I guess, for your hands. I took all that shit off. And then I, I uh, bought a $7 inline moisture trap, which I've only had to replace once, which was last episode when I fucking leaned on it and busted one of the seals. So um, it's been a trooper. I was just thinking about that today. I was like, son of a bitch, man, this airbrush. Like, I know a lot of people are like, I got to they got to switch their airbrush out every two years or three years or whatever. But this fucking airbrush is painted, you know, oh, you know what? I would say somewhere between five and ten grand worth of you know thirty of models, and just keeps on trucking, man. And with very minimum price investment, like I, I, uh, the needle and nozzle kit from Grex, and it, Grex is a brand that's carried by every hobby town in the United States. I think it it's like forty bucks maybe, and that's something I only have to swap out once every you know year. About, I think I'm on my third needle and nozzle for this airbrush, and that's in you know somewhere between four, four and five years, so not not too bad. Um, other than that, I'm fucking getting ready to go to Ride a Command next weekend up at uh up at Ryan's house that's ran by Nick, our buddy Nick, and um, I got fucking bombed by I, so it's finals time for everybody who's in college right now. And I have to take my final for some reason on Saturday on Blackboard. It was because my fucking teacher is clueless. But uh, fortunately, the TO is a microbiologist. And that son of a bitch better be standing by because he's... I'm going to fucking peer pressure him into helping me make a good grade on that shit. But uh, other than that, that's that's me. All right. Well, that's Scott. Ryan, what about you, man? What you been working on? Well, during last show, I finished this guy, this test uh, for the charity thing, and I wrote down the formula that I used to paint him, and I sent it to Scott and Jason Turner and Joel, who are helping paint this army. Um, I also had, Scott already has Wonder Wash. The other two guys, I'm like, well, this step is Wonder Wash, and they're both like, what the fuck is Wonder Wash? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Let me just mail it to you. Is the recipe secret? And I'm like, yeah, yes, it's kind of secret. But even if it wasn't secret, it like you can't mix it without having to mix like a giant fucking bottle that costs like 50, 60 bucks. So you don't really want to do that for like a charity army. I'm like, I already have a giant lifetime supply. Just let me mail you. So I had I mailed some out to Joel and Jason so that they could follow the uh, painting process to do these guys. Because Wonder Wash is awesome. Um, so I did that. I fit, assembled some more Battletech stuff. Um, Nick came over and set up some of the tables for the event. I didn't really help him that much. I was kind of let him do it. 
I helped a, a little set like a little few things up, but he mostly did all that. Um, trying to think what else we did. I know I did something else. Oh, man. I closed the book on something I've been working on behind the scenes since fucking late November, early December of last year. You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, I yeah. can't officially say any. I can't officially say anything yet because the price isn't locked in. But I mean, it's happening. Like something disastrous would have to happen. I already got a venue. I got everything. We'll talk about that whenever I get a price. But it may not even. I'm. I'm just saying this for my personal thing. It's been a big relief. Uh, I've been frustrated with it for a while, trying to get it done. It's been one of those things like I just couldn't get it done. Everything seemed like it was conspiring for it to not happen. And I finally got it locked down, so I'm pretty fucking happy. Um, so I'll talk about that whenever I get a price. Uh, so that's cool. I bought my ticket to uh, the Music Heresy event, the one down in Tennessee that's in May, right, Scott? Yep, yep, May 18th. Yep. So I'm going down there to do that. Uh, Samson's helping put that on. It's pretty cool because I think the convention is only like 60 people, right? And Heresy's over 25 or right at 25 yep. people? Yep, I think we're right at 25 as of now when the convention is capped at uh, 60 people, so that's pretty pretty neat. I think we're bigger than the 40K, aren't we? Oh, way bigger than the 40K. The biggest event there is uh, oh... They play like Ninth Age, uh, fancy stuff. Okay. So, yeah, so that's yeah. the second closest. I, the 40K was uh, like maybe 10, 12 people last year, I think. Something like that. Not many. Okay. So that's got to be some type of thing. I don't think I've ever been to an event where there's multiple events going on and Heresy's bigger than 40K. Right. Boom. Suck it. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's on the 18th, right? Yep, May 18th. He's got a few tickets left. What's yeah. the uh, what's the it, town it's going to be in? Is it in Chattanooga? Got, or? It's in Nashville. It's off of a road called Murfreesboro Pike. So don't get the two flip flop. Don't think it's you know in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. But it's in Nashville. It's kind of on the outskirts, but you're 15 minutes from downtown and. I mean, it, you would have a really hard time not finding something fun to do in Nashville, Tennessee, I promise. Yeah, I'm looking at what tickets would be looking like to fly into Nashville. Oh, my God. Not that route. We're going to fucking roll the dice and take the fucking danger wagon, otherwise known as Southwest, to get there, buddy. <laughs> 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 the danger wagon. Let me get them. Let me get them cheap ass window seats. <laughs> yeah, you gotta ride a fucking Ford yeah. bomber in Nashville on Southwest. Can so. I sit? Can I sit horizontal with these engines so I can yeah. pick my teeth with one of them fucking blades that comes flying out of it? <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. Have you guys seen Run, Running, Run? That fucking blender coming apart is like a Southwest engine. It's like he keeps replaying it, hitting that woman in the neck and run, run, run. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know, man. If I adjust my time a little bit, maybe. We'll figure something out. 
I don't know if flights would be cheaper to Indianapolis, but they'd be cheaper to Indianapolis. You could ride down with me and then ride back and fly out of Indy. I don't know how that would work, but we could go and uh, wait in line and get Hattie B's fucking famous Nashville hot chicken place. Uh, I could probably get that Friday off. Like I could probably get a single day off and still like you know burn it. But uh, yeah, flights flights are not looking good to Nashville for me. I think I think it's because we're so close. But that's okay. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So what else, Ryan? What else you got? Um, there was something else, but I don't fucking remember what it was oh well i'm not too worried about it it was a fairly light week i did a lot of lists for the show um like i said i had to organize everybody on this painting thing finish building my battletech shit hung out with chris on friday we watched some uh, live pd while we (laughs) bullshitted about battletech and built some models nice um and then nick was setting up terrain and stuff that's pretty much it man I love live PD and modeling. That's probably my favorite thing. You get to watch people get their ass like handed to them while also moving forward with your army. <laughs> we uh uh I got my eBay account hacked. Oh yeah, we need to talk about that. I'm curious about that. So work Work was kind of jacking me around this weekend. They told me, we need you to work this weekend. This one's, so there's like several levels of management because of course there is. So one of the higher levels of management told me, you're going to have to work this weekend. And I'm like, okay, well, what time? And they said, well, I don't know. You're going to have to talk to lower level of management, the guy that's right above the maintenance shop. So he, this guy's like two levels above that. So he's like, I'm level... D, you're going to have to talk to level F. And I'm like, all right. So I call level F, and I'm like, level D told me I had to work this weekend. He's like, yep, we're working. I'm like, well, what hours are we working? Well, I don't know. I'll get back with you tomorrow. So he doesn't get back with me tomorrow, because why would he? So <laughs> he happens to come in, and I stop him, and I'm like, hey, level D, uh, when am I working? He's like, well, some things have changed. We're not doing that job. We're doing this other. I'm like, are there still guys here? Still maintenance men here? Yeah. Are they still going to need parts and shit? Yeah, probably. Well, I probably still need to be here then. It doesn't really matter what they're working on. If they're here, they're going to need parts. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm like, well, do you need me or do you not need me? Well, I don't know. Well, can you let me know? Like, it's Friday. It'd be tomorrow. He's like, yeah, I'll let you know at lunchtime. So he never let me know. So I had to basically, I had to leave my phone on so I would hear it ringing if he called me because normally I just turn my fucking phone off when I sleep so people don't bother me. Um, so I had to leave my phone on, but I just turned off all the notifications for Facebook or whatever. For whatever reason, I didn't turn my notifications off for my email. So while I'm laying there at like 6.13 in the morning, I hear the notification for my email and it's like rapid fire. Like for the noises, I think it's like a pinging sound. It's like pling, 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 like where I'm getting like email after email after email after email. I'm like, what the fuck? So I pick up my phone and it's literally like the home screen, you know, where it shows like this, like things that have happened while you're doing whatever. 
is just like flying by of notifications of shit that I'm buying on eBay. But I'm obviously not buying anything on eBay because I'm asleep. So I'm like, oh, fuck, this is a problem. So I immediately log into eBay and change my account password. And then I notice I'm like, well, this person's just bought a bunch of shit. And my eBay login and password is different than my PayPal login and password. So I thought maybe they were just buying shit, but they wouldn't have any way to pay for it. Nah, I was wrong. They had both. They had both or done... I don't know what they'd done. But they were fucking paying for it, too, out of my bank account. So all this bullshit that they bought, they were instantly paying for as well. And it had to be some type of script or something they were running, is my guess, because it was, like, so rapid fire. You know what I mean? I don't see how a normal human could do it that fast. I was like, oh, shit. So I had to change both passwords. Um... And then I had to call them and file a dispute and do all this bullshit. So, what it comes down to, though, is the person who did this fucked up. Because I know who it, who it was, just based on the item. What? Really? And I'm going to say the item. Oh, yeah. 100% I know who it was. So, what these people bought was 23 doormats that are Captain America themed. There's only one person I know that likes Captain America that much. Motherfucker. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, well, yeah. He knows who he is. What? <laughs> the other <laughs> podcast maker out there. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you think... Oh, you think we're not gonna... Paget, We're on to you. Zach Paget <laughs> screwing over Ryan like that. <laughs> yeah. I packed my thing and bought 23... Fucking Captain America for <laughs> format. They're sixty by forty. They're rubberized. They got the big shield on it. It says something of Captain something America. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Wow. I got you, Zach. Five bucks on your door. Yeah, I'll get that address for you real quick. <laughs> Take me ten well, minutes. Ten anyway. minutes. I'll have that address deal with that on saturday morning uh dude is there any information that could help lead to the arrest of this person like did you like did it like the sheet did your shipping address change like no it said being shipped to my house i think what it was is the person with the item the person that put the item up was they put their own item up they hacked my account to buy their item and then pay for their item out of my account with no obviously no intent to ever ship them but the money goes into their account does that make sense i think that was the scheme yeah immediately okay makes sense but ebay is like so restrictive on how it releases funds like like if you're a seller and you sell an item it takes like 30 days for that money to actually get to your account i don't know man that's weird it's a weird scam. The the item seller had zero feedback, oh, and yeah. I don't think I'd sold that item or whatever. Yeah. And I, I was know. laughing because the mats, the mats are 60 by 40 rubber mats with superhero logos on them, and they were coming out of the oh. Netherlands, and the mat was only priced like... $10 American and shipping was free. I'm like, you're not shipping a 60 by 40 rubber mat from the Netherlands 
for free. You're not giving me a mat. So I kind of hope I'm almost after I saw the price of the shipping, I was like, fuck, send me these 23 mats. Like I'll take them for that price and that shipping. I'll fucking, I mean, I need a floor mat right about now. I'm going to be honest with you. I can use that. Yeah. In a 60, I don't care if it's got Captain America on it. That's a good price. I'll take that for 10 bucks. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. That's fucking crazy, dude. That is a steal. <laughs> you know, I'm not even really mad. I just be good on him for bargain hunting. <laughs> Here, I'll I'll screenshot the fucking uh, item here if it'll come up. I know that I think eBay caught him too because right afterwards I tried to go back and look at the item and it said this item has been removed. So I don't know if the fucking the scammer because my guess is they had a script doing it. Like I said. And my guess is that they, uh, that would only make sense. That would only make sense if there was some sort of script. They did, and they did it to several people at once. If that makes sense, like they probably had a bunch of people. I got a good guy eBay story. Oh. Yeah, man, yeah. I love eBay so stories. You, you know our, uh, you know we're a big fan of uh, Speepy Stems, right? The aluminum flight stand maker guy. Yes, I think yep. he was a, a free Buddha on the free Buddha forum, but I don't. I, he was. Like, I wasn't on there so, super long, but anyhow, um, I ordered some. It, it it took about a week, but it didn't ship, and I wondered why. And I messaged him. And he has a you know a regular job too, and he he was like, I'm really sorry, whatever. So he reimbursed me the price of the product I ordered, and then shipped them anyway. So that was pretty fucking cool. Nice. Me. I would encourage anyone to be like, hey, do your do your fucking due diligence, buy yourself some aluminum flight sands, those shitty plastic ones don't break off inside the body of a land speeder and drive you fucking crazy. Because you'll never fucking get it out. <laughs> it's part of the land speeder now. Never ever get it out. It just rattle around in there for all eternity. So powerful speedy stems. Very good. Also, fuckheads, I've enabled this two step security. So next time you hack me, you're gonna have to hack my fucking phone, my email, my PayPal, <laughs> all of it. So you're gonna have to really get... fuck my whole life up if you want to buy these bath masks for my job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking fantastic dude so anybody have a before we move on to the next part any of the voice the voicemails <laughs> anybody have any trivia they want to throw out see they've even pulled the they even pulled the photos of the mats Aww. see the little photo thing that used to have oh, a photo of the mat so I can't I even look at trivia. it Fucking go ahead, hit that, hit that millionaire oh, stinger. Oh, dude, you got it, you got it. I was hoping, I was fucking hoping. Got that. So you ready to go, Scott? Yep. Oh, 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 my oh, oh. cut this. <laughs> oh, oh God, cut the, cut the, cut the, cut the, cut the tape, cut the feed, cut the feed. <laughs> All right. All right, for my shirt. All right. Well, once upon a time, we did an episode where we all we got a listener question in that essentially asked what our professional 40k walkout song would be. What was my 
walkout song. Oh Dude. man, that Thank was you, that was if forty k or thirty k thirty k. If we were in an alternate universe where thirty k was endorsed as big as the NFL football, all that stuff, that amount of money went in there. What was Scott's walkout song be? Yeah, let's, all right. So let's hear it, folks. Kind of building off of that, Ryan. What if thirty k was promoted as much as like NFL, WWE, everything like that, and you were at an event and you were playing like like top match or whatever, and you got you got your wrestling intro going up to the table. What would your music be? What would my music be? Why you got to spring this on me? I don't know. I like wait, was Ryan songs. not here that episode? Ryan was not on that episode. Well, Ryan wasn't here <laughs> on that episode. Oh, fuck. Okay, this never happened. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, I'm springing it on God. you because it was sprung on me. <laughs> I wasn't ready for this shit either. Yeah, none of us were ready for it. <laughs> oh, man. This is fantastic. There's <laughs> a little hint if you're going to go back and listen to that episode, by the way. Yeah, that that really narrows it down. I forgot that Ryan wasn't with us. I have no clue. I really don't. Oh. If I wanted to be silly, I guess like face fisted by uh fucking Death Clock from Metalocalypse. It's pretty funny. That's a good one. Alright. This is what we did. This is what Ryan walked out to. <laughs> any like any like special effects you could, like specifically That's, need? That'd or? be a silly one. You have to read the lyrics because people aren't going to be able to understand the lyrics. I can understand. The first lyric is I am be dangerous now, not me hurt. Which scares that now. Oh, okay, yeah. That, that's right. They also use this for that uh, bat metal where like Batman's running around singing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. It's pretty dope. Solid, that's, solid choice. I feel like Ryan would definitely be in the uh, like the draft. Like I feel like you would be getting care packages to your house all the time. For people wanting you to play for them, like to like play in their corporate Warhammer 30k league, I feel like you'd be like the definite ringer that they'd like be trying to get in. And Ryan would be like, "I'll never sell out." And then one day, some like Cobra Kai shit would happen, and where like Scott would get kidnapped by like uh, <laughs> another Warhammer 30k like assassin team or something like that, and Ryan would have to play <laughs> to save Scott's life. Like you're gonna win this tournament for Coca-Cola, or we're gonna kill your best friend Scott. Geno five two kidnaps me and fucking right has to fly for my freedom. Slayer Slayer piece by piece would be pretty good. It's about lurking around in the shadows and attacking your enemy, cutting them apart piece by piece, and as they try to strike back at you, you're dodging in and out of the shadows and they can't find you or touch you. That'd be a good one. That's how Ryan would walk on. It's powerful. It's a powerful track. Yeah. Classic. That's good. I already said I'd do Tom Sawyer. That's no, that's no like, there's no, that's just classic good song walking up to. Oh yeah. What was yours? Uh oh fuck, I don't know. I remember. Uh, was it like Paint It Black? No, but it should have been. That'd have been a good choice. Paint it Black. Uh, I think I went to. I think it Bark at the Moon. Bark at the Moon. Okay. And Scott, what was never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, if you know the answer to that question, go oh, to. <laughs> yeah, they do. We we all know that one. Uh, go to your email address, pop the answer over to michael at warmer30k.com. If you're the first person to send that answer in, then we will respond back and ask for your address, and we'll send you out a 100th 
episode shirt, uh, which is going to be dope. So, very cool. <laughs> Love it. Good question. Did you see that? All your notifications? Uh, it's like oh. all the same on my PayPal. Payment, 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 payment. I Just send like, in my mats. I feel like somebody should call you and ask about that. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, somebody charged you 20, 27 times the exact same payment to the exact same place. You you cool with that? Yeah, I really like these mats. These mats are going cheap as shit right now. <laughs> Maybe they did look more like, man, you can't get a mat like that for that cheap with that free, with free, free shipping, though. Okay. All right. So we're going to jump into some voicemails. And... One second here. I just got to line up to see what voicemails we haven't read because we recorded late in the week. So, uh, here we go. Okay, first things first, we're going to go ahead and pepper these in here just so. You're painting some models for a closer patch the other day. <laughs> those, will just, those will just be peppered in. There's three of those. We're just going to pepper them in because they're a letter kidney and they're hilarious. It comes from Powerful Brian. Speaking of Brian, we got a voicemail from him. As well as a long voicemail, so he actually double sent in. Good job. Hey, I'm RFI. It's uh, Brian Berman here, or Letter Kenny as you call me. Uh, just figured I'd share a story uh, from growing up about uh, bears, or what to do with a different kind of bears. Uh, I grew up in Anchorage, so... Literally, would see black bears, brown bears, and grizzlies uh, half a dozen times, a dozen times a year. Uh, so the big difference between your grizzly and your, uh, your black bear is the black bear is kind of a scavenger. Uh, it doesn't like to actually hunt and kill things. It'll eat what's already dead. So if you run into a black bear, what you want to do is get up on a stump, a rock, wave your hands up in the air really big, and make yourself big and puffy, uh, and make a lot of noise, and that will typically run them off. You want to do the exact opposite with a brown bear, a grizzly. Uh, they actually, if you do that, they take that as a challenge. They're going to come uh, put one up your ass. <laughs> uh, so what you do with a brown bear is either back away slowly, but if it actually, you know, so that you're not intimidating it, um, and hopefully they'll just let you be. But if it does come after you, you're supposed to curl up in a ball and protect, you know, your core and your head uh, and just play dead because they want to hunt and they only eat live things. So if you're dead, I mean, they're smacking you around and you're not moving, uh, they'll let you be. They're they're a little bit more territorial. You know, they get cut up, but hopefully they won't eat you. Uh, so you know, don't play dead with a black bear because it'll just start eating you, uh, and vice versa. So hope that uh, makes uh, the bear stories you guys keep getting a little more fun. Have a good day. Is there is there a fun like a fun saying that you could say for black bears versus brown bears? Like like have y'all heard the coral snake? Do y'all have like the coral snake like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like red next to black, some shit. Or what is it? <laughs> red next to yellow, kill a fellow. Red next, red next to black is You're a friend okay, of Jack. Jack, and red yeah. next to yellow, kill a fellow. Yeah, something like that. I feel like brown don't stick around. Black, it's okay, Jack. Like <laughs> he's like it. Just you fine. Just oh wait, no, it's the opposite because you're supposed to stick around. Brown stick around. Black, get out there, Jack. I don't know. There's got to be some like 
way that you can know. Hey, like, here's a pro tip: if you're if you're around a bear in the woods, go fucking <laughs> don't don't. That is not the time to be like, I got this. I heard this on a podcast. <laughs> I know what to do. Like, <laughs> well, so like there's. So like so like I know just because of all the shit talking I've seen and like I've seen enough YouTube videos of like how much of a bitch black bears are to know that you just that like black you just... bears gonna be like oh you got this alright man fucking <laughs> let's see <laughs> <laughs> you fat son of a bitch <laughs> what up you fat piece of shit <laughs> just verbally abuse a black bear and it'll leave whereas a brown bear if that happens I just don't think any part of me like i need to like see a video of somebody curling up into a ball and playing dead of like a brown bear to even pretend to attempt that fuck no dude (laughs) i'm running and screaming and panicking (laughs) and pissing and shit (laughs) the whole way man like you guys have seen that video of that one guy that walked out where he ran across the brown bear and her cubs, and she fucking ripped him up, and then it, she went away and then came back for him again, fucked, fucked him, him up, up and then he was walking. Some dude from Montana, and his fucking ears hanging off, and he's, like, having to walk, like, 14 miles back to his truck with his ear hanging off, and he's, like, crunching through this field out of breath, and he's, like, uh, like Instagramming it or whatever he is. Like, he's yeah. filming himself with a selfie talking about it. Yeah, um, shit. Yeah, or that one that one guy you can look up. We looked up his name. We talked about it the other day. The one guy that killed a brown bear with a buck knife while he was deer hunting. A folding buck knife. He killed a brown bear with it. Did he stab it in like the spinal column or what? Like, yeah, like... It, it dove on him and was attacking him. And he was repeatedly stabbing it in the neck and face. And it just kept trying to eat him while he was stabbing it. And then finally it would stop and kind of go away. But he's so fucked up he can't get up. So then it would decide, I'm going to go back for more and jump back on him. And he'd go back to stabbing it while it went back to eating him. And it did it like three or four times. And finally, like the fourth time, it gets off of him. And it's losing so much blood. It's all woozy and shit. And it decides to get away. And it's like all woozy and walking away. And the guy said in his head, he was like, nah, fuck that. We've already went this far. And then he went after it and finished it off. Oh, shit. What a (laughs) boss. (laughs) He's off. Nah, dog. (laughs) <laughs> and then he was so fucked up. <laughs> he was so fucked up that uh, they took him to this cabin. He couldn't walk. Like, he was, like, fucked. Like, going to die 100%. They get him to this cabin. They get him this gurney to get him to the cabin. And the, the gurney, they can't, like, airlift him. It's too far to the hospital. So they have to have the EMTs work on him there. But they can't work on him outside. And they're trying to get him in this cabin. And it won't fit through the door because the gurney and shit's too big. So they took a chainsaw and had to cut the fucking opening to the cabin, like big enough to wheel him in, and then fucking sew him all back up and shit in the cabin. It was a, you can read about it. He's got a whole YouTube video about it, and he still has the knife, the buck knife. It's like in a case somewhere, and it you says so and so's buck knife <laughs> that he killed a brown. Per- Have you ever had a unit of close combat terminators get bogged down by a attack squad, and then one guy left just finishes off the, like sergeant or whatever? Yeah, that's that guy. Fuck. That's that guy with his combat blade. Just going in there repeatedly <laughs> stabbing something in the face like Leibowitz and freaking uh Inglorious Bastards and he puts that <laughs> pillow over him. Stiglitz. Oh, Stiglitz, yes, yeah, Stiglitz. Hugo Stiglitz. Man. Yeah. Hugo Stiglitz. <laughs> oh, it's so nah. good. It reminds me of a little infographic I saw. It was uh in, in case of bear attack, 
lie down and pretend to be dead. It'll be good practice for when you're dead moments later. <laughs> for real, dude. <laughs> for real. That's all I can think about is like I do. I don't think I could commit to the playing dead. <laughs> like I think I'd have to. <laughs> At what point do you decide that the bear's not buying it? <laughs> yeah, dude, I, don't, I don't think he's buying it. His name is Gene Gene Mo G E N E is his first name Gene. His last name is Mo M O E. Go look that up, boys. And uh, we've talked about this on the show before. I really hope that he calls in one day. They're just talking about me. I'm sorry, sir. All right, let's move on to some voicemails. <laughs> Building some models for your pals the other day. <laughs> just getting so good. <laughs> We also have a uh, some stories from Alistair that we got to play. Some ones that we didn't finish. So this actually is called Bear Story. This comes from Phil, uh, powerful Phil. It says list help and bear story. So it says. While on vacation in the Shenandoah National Park, my fiance and I had a bear encounter. After a long day of hiking, we decided to have an evening hike out to a waterfall. Ho, 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 you sly man, you. According to the trail map, <laughs> this would be an extremely easy and uneventful hike. It just had, like, like where it has the chance for bear encounter, it was, like, one green bear instead of three red bears. Like, it was, like, <laughs> oh, it's just, you know, a small chance will be in the bear. The trail laid out is out as their back tra- there and back sort of trail, which people hiking down to the waterfall and then turning around to climb back to the parking area. Uh, maybe a whole mile round trip. Uh, easy enough, we figured. When we arrived at the trailhead, we, our expectations that this would be an easy trail was confirmed. The parking area was full and there were lots of families with grandparents, small children. After our longer hike during the day, we were hoping for an easy hike back. The trail followed a mostly dry riverbed leading to the waterfall. After about four or 500 feet, we came to a bend in the road and saw about 12 people standing around blocking the trail, pointing at something of the opposite side of the river. It was a bear. Now, I had never seen a bear in the wild before. I'd seen lions, elephants, and sharks in Africa, but never a bear. So I thought, yeah, it was pretty cool. Bears are so lame compared to all those other things you literally, uh, like lion, badass, elephant, badass, shark badass bear no bears aren't up there yeah i don't know if i'd be impressed by a bear after seeing a fucking elephant yeah dude for real a lion after you see a lion that's king of the jungle an elephant will fuck you up and it didn't even want to eat you a bear's not even king of the forest that's jaguar anyway we had seen some deer in the park but we were hoping to see a bear the bear a black bear even lamer uh was pretty close to us and had just climbed down from a tree the tree was still shaking, though. About 30 seconds later, something comes down the tree. A baby. <laughs> At this point, I realized we may be in measure of danger. A pretty big black bear and her cub are a little closer than I would have liked. The bears keep to their side of the river and start walking towards the cars. I figure we won't be encountering them again since we are on the opposite sides of the river and we're walking in the opposite direction for the bears. We were pretty happy at our photos and videos and remarks of each, to each other about how scared our mothers will be when we tell them what we saw. We continued down the trail, passing numerous families along the way. To get to the base of the waterfall, you had to walk down a couple of flights of stairs to some decking that are attached to the side of a hill. After getting our fill of the waterfall, we climbed the stairs to rejoin the trail. On the top level of the stairs, there's an embankment on one side of the hillside where it joins the decking. 
after having climbing, cl- having after having climbed the stairs, we are leaning on the embankment to have a drink of water. This embankment is about a foot higher than I am tall. I am significantly taller than my fiance, so I'm looking down at her while we're drinking about while we're talking about how nice the waterfall was. She hears a snap and looks over my shoulder. Her eyes go wide and she grabs my hand, pulls me along, and says, "Run!" There it was, standing on the embankment, about arm's length away from my head, baby bear. He was poking his nose out uh, out to us rather cutely, if I say like as if to say hello. His mother was nowhere in sight. We book it up the trail as quickly as we can. We stopped to rest on a down tree to discuss what we had seen. We decided that since bears were clearly on our side of the river, we should make noise as we walk to warn other people. After passing and frightening a couple of families, we decided to take another rest. Climbing this hill was proving to be more exhausting than we expected. We were packing away our water when we looked up the trail to see who else but baby bear. He was walking along the trail in the direction we were going. Mom was still nowhere to be seen. We decided that perhaps yelling at the adorable baby would make it leave us alone. This was not the case. My fiance began yelling at it in Spanish. <laughs> the baby stops, turns, looks at us, very curious <laughs> about these new sounds. Now he is sitting there waiting to make the decision of whether or not to investigate this sound. After what seemed like a very long few seconds, the baby turned and started walking into the forest. At this point, we decided just to suck it up and run the rest of the way back to the car. <laughs> We didn't stop until we had locked the car doors. This is my bear story. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I just want to like, under, I, I want to know like, what was she screaming in Spanish? Just like, the pinch of pendejo, bro. <laughs> like, like, what kind of? What's up, you fat piece of shit? <laughs> I just want to, want to boop that baby. <laughs> baby bear. <laughs> gordo pendejo. <laughs> Ole gordo pendejo. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fat piece of shit in Spanish. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking unintended children, am I right? <laughs> For real, mom, get a hold of your baby black bear. <laughs> I want to know, like, because that didn't make sense how the baby black bear teleported to like the other side of the trail after they were running from it. There could have been more than one. That that's some four one one shit if I ever heard it. <laughs> like dude, that bear was teleported by Bigfoot. Confirmed. <laughs> Bigfoot confirmed. Okay. Forgot playing 30k with your friends the other day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Inpatient psych story fun that for the Hundersode. Coming in from powerful Chris. Chris always has like terrifying stories. <laughs> I'm kind of worried. <laughs> yeah, so I figured I'd tell you guys about a, uh, a a lifer that I met on the adolescent unit one day. That I ended up working with a lot. So this person um, was like a chronic. Um, like revolving door, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, like they just always came back. They never were out of a mental institution for more than like a week. Um, so one time this person like was on good behavior and they got like access to this special little room with a VCR and a uh, DVD player. 
and they got to discover Lord of the Rings. And they got to watch, you know, the trilogy, whatever. And one day, this uh, adolescent male looks at me and goes, I really like Gimli. And I'm like, you like Gimli, the dwarf? He's like, yeah. He's a fucking nerd. I was like, what do you mean you really like Gimli? He's like, you have a crush on Gimli? He's like, and he just smiled. Um, like, one of the creepiest smiles that I'm ever going to remember. And, um, and then shortly thereafter, this adolescent, like, would just blatantly stand up and just jerk off in their room because they weren't allowed to have a roommate. And, um, so, like, if you walked by the room and the door was open and they weren't just standing in the middle of the room blatantly jerking off, um, like, and if the sunlight was coming in through the window, like, the dirty-ass window, um, then, like, if the sunlight came in just right, you'd see, like, like, what would, I don't know, maybe I'm over-exaggerating in my memory, but, like, what seemed like hundreds of, like, little puddles. Because, you know, in case anyone's not following me, you know, he would blatantly masturbate just all fucking day and just let it hit the floor and just leave it there. Um, oh, God. And this is someone that, like, we would keep away from all the other kids because they were so fucking whacked out. Um, this is also a kid that would kind of, like, take his clothes off and MC Hammer dance around his room and then shit into his hand and throw it at people. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I figured I'd also add, like, um... You know, so, like, you have to really choose. Like, either someone like this is going to MC Hammer around the fucking unit and, um, like, shit into their hand and fling it at people, or you could let them watch Lord of the Rings and then stay in their room all day and masturbate and not have to restrain them and get, like, shit on you. So it's like, what do you, what do you choose? You know what I mean? Um, and then also, when this person turned 18... Um, they ended up getting shipped off to the state psychiatric hospital where they received a chemical lobotomy until they're, they're probably dead at this point because, um, when you, when you drug someone up enough that they just sit in the corner and drool themselves, eventually they, they usually die by the time they're like late twenties, early thirties because of liver failure. Um, and like, you know, not like they're going to get a new one. So... <laughs> <laughs> and uh happy undersoed you motherfuckers <laughs> hey Jesus. Just, just so you know that was a pretty vulnerable time in my life and i don't appreciate you sharing this story <laughs> ghibli's a beautiful man <laughs> he just needed yeah, a simple escape in the middle earth <laughs> scott's cutting out just, just so you know, Scott. Now that you said that, I can't yeah, get the image out of your head of you jerking off in the jer- <laughs> jerking off in the everything. floor. Yeah, jerking off in the floor and leaving a puddle and then sliding through it like Tom Cruise in Risky <laughs> Business. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh man, like uh, you know. We're so we're so guarded by the crazy stuff that happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
our lives are just too easy. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a couple tries because it's also a little bit sticky. <laughs> yeah, socks or socks or bare feet. I'm trying to decide what you slide better in. Please say socks. Please say socks. You know they fucking have linoleum in that dud house, so it had to be socks. You didn't have socks on, you'd probably fucking bust your gourd. Be too slick. Well, <sighs> if you ever find yourself in a mental institution, we know how to get access to the Lord of the Rings room. Yeah. Like, oh goodness, that's so gross. Either we have to clean up after this dude throwing <laughs> shit on everybody. I thought I liked Lord of the Rings. <laughs> We're trying to make Mike. <laughs> All right, here's next voicemail. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to get that image out of my head. <laughs> and moving along. <laughs> yo 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 yo! What up, boys? This is Tig, your favorite uh, minority reporter here. So I just wanted to call in and say, hey, man, I love what y'all do uh, for our community. You know, you guys are one of the originals, and I had to call in for this uh, just to say thank you. You know, I said, I'm, like I said, at the Depticon, you know, the High Horse Boys, I equate them to the NWA because they were the originators of this gangster shit, you know, uh, with uh, uh, the two of them. But y'all were like the second ones, you know, and y'all were like the first American ones. So I, got, I call y'all the Ghetto Boys, which is fitting because y'all from, uh, you know, Texas and whatnot. I mean, we're from, you know, gangster rappers from Texas. Bush so, Bill. I just want to say again, you know, thank you <laughs> really for what do. you guys do for the community, pushing the closure status, you know, uh, as Lionel Johnson said, man, closing is its own reward. All right, boys, I'll see y'all at Heresy Camp. Have a great one. <laughs> powerful, powerful Jason Tick. So we're the Ghetto Later, Boys, man. Tick. Bushwick Bill and Willie D, man. There you go. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> That's us. Oh, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if like. So if if I have Horace is NWA, who would like would that make the Boys of the Golden Throne dudes be that a uh, one Canadian rapper? Uh, for uh, informer. I would have said Public Enemy. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's way nicer than what I was gonna say. Informer, <laughs> shake a boom boom now. <laughs> like, well, right. aren't they fairly new? Aren't they fairly new? Wouldn't they be like in the sh- the shitty mumble rap phase that's in now? <laughs> no, no, they're not that new. Tingo Scrot. <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. What uh, what English rappers have come out that would be like the Geno boys? What Swedish rappers have come out, let alone if we're talking like, you know? Man, I am not the person to ask about Swedish rappers. Let me tell you that for like, right now. Hopefully some of our Swedish listeners will, <laughs> will help us on that because I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Swedish 90s rappers. Okay. Let's see what else we got here. Googling English rapper. Surely somebody famous will come up. Dizzy Rascal? Yeah, I've heard all, we all heard a little Diz. No, I don't Who know hasn't? Who, Who Diz? Little Diz? Yeah. Is he no from the uh, Looney Tunes? <laughs> <laughs> he got his own cartoon. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Hey, guys. Uh, Garrett Lowe here calling to uh, congratulate you on the 100th episode. Um, pretty fucking good for uh, the 
second best and third funniest horsey 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 pod yeah good job fucked up my own joke um horsey podcast are you drunk at Garrett so uh yeah keep doing what you're doing guys and uh take care bye you been hitting the bottle he's still not recovered he's still not recovered from adeptico that's how drunk he was folks (laughs) hitting hitting grandpa's medicine again (laughs) hitting grandpa's cough syrup again (laughs) garrett dude for real we're the second best horse heresy podcast but first best uh what is it what is the um underwater no uh saltwater sea podcast first best on that one what? yeah <laughs> you know what the fuck he's talking about scott it's okay our patreon boys oh. know as soon as they hear this episode they're gonna know what <laughs> your word for it <laughs> i hope they do they sure do i hope they're not as confused as i am all right Hey guys, this is Duncan. Uh, Happy 100th episode. So uh, I was going to give you all one of the stories from uh, prison that uh, involves a guy getting a testicle thrown halfway across a room and landing up on a wall. Uh, Unfortunately, I have discovered that that story is currently still in litigation, so I can't really (laughs) talk about that. Damn it. So that's unfortunate. Uh, so what instead I will give you is I will give you a trained suicide story from the prison. So here goes. Uh, this was this occurred in 2010. Uh, I was approximately eight months old, meaning I'd been working in the prison for about eight months or so. When it was on overnights, so I was on second shift. It was just regular, normal shift. Nothing seemed to be going on. Uh, along the back side of the prison property, there is a long, and I do mean long, stretch of flat long open train tracks approximately 1 1 30 at night i was being held over for a double uh along this section of train tracks we heard and saw a giant and i mean fucking huge loud noise and a giant ball of what we took to be just stuff we weren't really certain what happened we figured oh shit the train derailed We've got a, a, an action plan for something like this in case something happens. Quick, let's set the action plan in motion. Uh, so we started closing everything down that we could. We started getting ready to prepare to uh, evacuate inmates so that nobody could possibly be exposed to any possible chemical or leaks or anything like that. Uh, and instead, it turned out that it wasn't just the train derailing because the train didn't go off the tracks, thank God. That would have been a giant nightmare. What instead we had was a guy had decided that after having a fight with his girlfriend or something to that effect, that he didn't want to live anymore. So he nosed up onto this train tracks in his car, and he went head on with this thing. And he just sat there and waited until a, uh, a train showed up. Now, the section of tracks is approximately 10 to 12 miles long, where it's pretty much just flat. I mean, there's nothing one way, there's nothing another, and it's just open. So normally trains run through there at a pretty good clip of speed and it takes a train approximately a mile to go from a 45 mile an hour or whatever to stopped. It takes about a mile for them to do that and they go through there frequently, my guess is a little bit faster than 45 miles an hour. And 
that train hit his car with enough force to practically explode it. I don't mean like a fireball or anything like that, but shredded shit thrown everywhere. Approximately half an hour after the train hit the car, uh, the police are already there, ambulance is there, trying to save the guy. That didn't work. He was in bits and pieces and scattered everywhere. Uh, the uh, We had uh, transportation department people start showing up. We had federal this showing up because this is a train. Apparently that's part of their purview. We had uh, all kinds of nonsense show up. Fast forward to about mm, 9.45 in the morning, they start finally clearing all this wreck. And by that I mean going to the side of the train tracks and picking stuff up and moving it off and getting everything cleared out. And uh, about, took them about two and a half to three hours to get all the shit from the car out. Then they got the train moving and got rid of it and got everything gone. The guy was obviously killed upon impact. Um, He was literally spread across the entire wreck. But the fun part about this was, for about the next three weeks, anytime we made a check of the backside perimeter, we would find bits and pieces of of, uh, the front of the train or the piece of the car. Um, One guy swears up and down that he found a hand. I never saw it. I never saw a picture of it, but the guy swears up and down that he found a piece <laughs> of the guy's hand. So maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't really know. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, that is the first train suicide that we had there. In the years that I worked there, there were four. Um, apparently, it's really, really easy to get depressed and then jump yourself in front of a train and not survive it. So if anybody's looking to kill themselves, you know, like a podcast in Canada, <laughs> go ahead and jump in front of a chain fucker. Later. <laughs> so uh, if you feel uh, like killing funny. yourself, one, maybe maybe don't kill yourself. <laughs> Two, jumping in front of a train, it's a lot of work for a lot of people. You're just inconveniencing a ton of people by killing them. <laughs> I think the best thing I took from that story was the fact that like Gilman's Codex Astartes, like <laughs> there is a plan for everything. <laughs> like <laughs> there's they're like, Hold on, get get the get the get the codex out. We have to figure out like what we do in the case of a train derailment. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, pretty wild. Sir, we don't have a plan for this. Well, then we go with a plan for when we don't have a plan for this. <laughs> Scorched Earth. Thank you, Powerful Duncan. Very cool. All right. The latest single from Billy Bob Shivers' newest album, Get Off My Sister, I Seen Her First. That was, you ain't redneck <laughs> unless you've had a bonfire in the bed of your truck. This is the stick man <laughs> on your drive home on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to WOWF 100.7, The Country Giant, for your ride home. So before we go into our next 60-minute block of new country and the legends, 
<laughs> we uh, we asked earlier in the program to send us in your craziest stories that have happened to you while in the woods. One of those such stories we've received from a listener from Dayton, Tennessee, by the name of Jake. His story goes a little bit like this. So it was a beautiful April afternoon up on the Cumberland Plateau in the heart of East Tennessee. Turkey hunt with my dad. And we're, we're, we're hunting this field. And the field is probably 400 yards wide by 1,000 yards long. And it's one big rolling hill. So it's right, right down the middle of it is it's elevated and then it slopes off toward the short sides and then just rounds real hard off before it goes into the woods. So sitting there on the edge of the woods and set up a turkey chair, which for those of you that don't know what a turkey chair is, it's essentially, imagine a camp chair, but with legs that are only about two to three inches tall. So you're sitting pretty much on the ground. And my dad is set up about 200 yards to the right of me down in the corner of the field. So we're sitting there waiting on the turkeys to come in. And all of a sudden... Over in the far corner of the field, I see a little, there's something moving my direction. Just this little brown thing that keeps popping up and walking and popping up and then walking down. And so I kind of just, you know, every so often as I'm scanning the field and waiting for the turkey, I would make sure to look over there and try and see if I could get a better glimpse of it. Well, once it gets to about 100 yards away, I, I start to realize what, what I'm looking at, so big boar groundhog is just casually meandering through the field and every so often he stands up on his back legs kind of like you'd see a, a meerkat or a prairie dog and surveys the scene and then drops back on all fours and starts walking well I guess it's about time he gets to about 50 yards away from me that he notices me because at that moment in time when he popped up in his little head turn he changed his direction ever so slightly to start coming my way. So he keeps getting a little bit closer. 40 yards, 30 yards, 20 yards. And it was about the 20-yard mark away where I started to think, well, I started to realize kind of my, my position here. So, like I said, I'm sitting in a turkey chair, have all my, my center of gravity, my mass is leaning backwards. My feet are out straight in front of me. Your legs are spread, you know. So basically, you've created kind of a natural funnel. You're sitting here kind of spread eagle on this chair with no real fast, easy way to get to a standing position or to a more guarded position. <laughs> so you're pretty much just kind of laid back, just waiting for something to happen. So in that somewhat compromising position is where I found myself when... I didn't know what else to do, so I, I spoke audibly to the groundhog. So 20 yards away, he, I said, groundhog, and the groundhog stops. Groundhog gets up on his back legs, and we lock eyes with each other. And I said, groundhog, I got no qualms with you. If you'll change your direction, you go your way, I'll stay here. Everything will be fine. Groundhog sat there and considered a minute, dropped down on all fours, kept coming closer. So he gets to about 15 yards away. I said, Groundhog. He pops back up. I said, Let's, let's, you know, let's, the, you, 
change your direction. I'm going, I'm going to sit here. He said, I, I can't have you coming right at me. Groundhog drops down on all fours, gets to 10 yards away, and stops. Can't reason with these He sits back up on his rear end. I said, Groundhog, and it was at this point in time that I took my Benelli Supernova. I'm a left-handed shooter. He was coming in from my left, picked up a shotgun and monopod, set it aiming more in his direction. I said, this is the last chance for both of us to walk away from this thing. <laughs> Change what you're doing now, or bad things are going to happen. So at this point, it's a good thing that he couldn't, maybe, I don't know if he was reading my fear or what, but, but I mean, I was absolutely terrified. Because <laughs> for a groundhog, for you guys don't know, I mean, this thing was roughly, you know, 18 inches, two feet long, weighing somewhere between 10 to 15 pounds, giant land rodent. I mean, imagine being attacked by kind of a, a, a larger house dog-sized rodent. And we locked eyes there for a minute. And it was at that moment I knew he wasn't going to give in. He dropped on all fours, and he began to charge. And when I say charge, I'm not talking he was running full speed right into my lap. So at that so point, an episode of South Park like I this. pulled the trigger and I let the Benelli eat. Five dollar and twenty five cent shell of heavy shot, blend of five, seven, and nine shot went into that groundhog, and he dropped two yards from my foot. Now I, I can I can guarantee you there's there's a lot of scary things in the woods. There's uh, you know you've got bears, you've got wolves. I don't know if there's ever been anybody in the woods as terrified as I was at that moment. In that compromising position, being charged by a groundhog. So after uh, after the my heart, you know, I, I could hear anything in my ears after the, the beating of my heart, the racing. I can literally hear the, the cackles of about a 56-year-old man turned over and watched my father, who watched the entire thing happen falling out of his turkey chair and rolling on the on the ground laughing. So I did uh, I did take the groundhog with me. Uh, took it to my little brother who's a taxidermist and uh, that was uh, that's the story of being chased by the groundhog. He goes on to note as sad as it sounds there there's no embellishment to that story. It, it happened 100% as it was told. That was the day that Jake had a conversation in the woods with a groundhog. All right. We'll be back after uh, after a word from our sponsors. <laughs> and we're back with I more mean, Radio Free Isvan. <laughs> I'm in no way surprised that Jake's little brother is a taxidermist. I should say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think his father's probably some sort of, you know... <laughs> Uh, a woods worker, I would imagine, some sort of masonry person. I don't know. Union, union man. <laughs> Jake needs to tell the story about the goat coming on his stomach. Uh, oh, just throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jake, tell thing. that story. Jake's the Jake's the only man I've known that had a goat come on his stomach. <laughs> that's a very I mean yeah I don't it's whatever it. you're into man <laughs> I mean I mean if you're not that sort of thing you know geez 
That's a powerful Jake from Coming Into Fire podcast, guys. Go check uh, him out. Yeah, go check him out. Uh, looking up, uh, the first thing I typed in after hearing this story was groundhog attacks. And one of the first one is a CNN uh, groundhog attacks man, traps man in home. A groundhog attacked and then chased a man into his house in New Hampshire. Uh, CNN WD, WBZ reports. So, like, groundhogs don't fuck around. And looking at their faces, they look pretty mean. We don't got that kind of problem around here. They know better. But yeah. mess with Texas. You don't mess right. with Texas. You gonna dig up our earth? <laughs> Mama Texas ain't gonna <laughs> like that. <laughs> so good. Okay. Let's see what else we got here. We got some Okay. So going back in. Actually let's go ahead and get Brian's story finished up. Give me one second here. So we got to make a choice. Does anybody, by the way, before we go any further, does anybody want to sprinkle in some t-shirt trivia? I got one. Oh, do you now? On which episode did Ryan first call me P-Hole Derek? Oh, PhD. Which episode? And why? (laughs) <laughs> and why? Most, mostly for my information. I don't actually remember. I just kind of want to know. So, pretty easy one there, boys. Just got to figure out why Derek was called P-Hole Derek and <laughs> what episode number was Derek called P-Hole Derek. This is a difficult one because, uh, I mean, there's really not a whole lot of description in the podcast that will help you know which episode unless you go back and listen to them so this is going to be a difficult shirt to get but uh if you do find out that episode number you do find out why he was called p-hole Derek, send an email into michael at warhammer30k.com and we will if you're the first person to guess it right or to actually you know answer it right then you will get a t-shirt headed your way unless you're a 9x then well we have we'll fit, else yeah we'll, we'll work it out we'll send work it you out. out some socks <laughs> <laughs> Something. Okay, so back to the stories. So we had these old stories a while back. We had prison ghost. We had donkeys. One where the donkey got pulled off the cliff by the giant rock. It was really sad. Uh, and we had sheep that we never listened to. Now, Allie from the Legion of Lies podcast actually told me that if we thought the donkey story was heart-churning or, like, you know, trouble, like... If we had problems with that story, we were definitely going to have problems with this story. So, you know, just a caveat. If you're an animal lover, I can only imagine what the sheep story is going to be about. So, But, of course, we don't listen to these stories. We just play them. Do it. Let's see what happens. For my next story, we go back to Dave, my uh, recent buddy. Ow. <clears throat> Again, this is a tale of him and some friends. He didn't have much to do with this one because he decided it was in his best interest to let his friends do their own thing and not be involved. So one of the lads, one of his mates, decided he was hungry and had nothing in the house apparently. So he went out into a field and went foraging. So That is awesome. Somehow, somewhere, they found a sheep. <laughs> Now, whether the sheep 
belong to a farmer? I don't know, because I know that it's... Or I, th- I believe in this country it's legal to uh, steal someone else's sheep. Yeah, sheep rustling and shit. I'm sure that that's still legal in this country. So, they found a sheep, but they had nothing on them to, you know, dispatch the sheep. So they... And this is, at this point, Dave decided... I know what's going to happen next. I'm not having anything to do with it. I'm going home. So is from what he heard off his mates, they stoved its head in with a rock. A few days later, Dave goes over to his mates to Life, find uh, out what happened to the way. sheep, and he says, oh, yeah, it's still in the shed. You know, getting quite bloated and decomposing. They didn't eat it? So the lads waited until his mate's dad came home, they confessed about the sheep and asked what they should do with it. So his dad said, right, get the blender. Oh. And yes, they got the sheep, cut it up and blended it. And fed it to the chickens. And they had the biggest eggs that they had ever seen. These chickens laid such beautiful eggs that Dave's mum remarked on them being enormous and fantastic and asked where he got them from so he had to confess and said never do that again so yeah I think that's uh, that's all of the stories from my friend Dave apart from him making a bet with his mates to what is it pay him a pound to get his mates dog to lick salsa off his junk I can't remember how much he made it was only like a fiver or four quid. <laughs> right, yeah. mate. That dog will never look at salsa again. Same way. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Somewhere out there, there's a dirty one-pound bill. <laughs> it's got dog taint on it. Find new friends. Like, are, is there only like four people in England to be? I'm not gonna be friends with this guy. Yeah, why is everybody fucking? Having oral sex with dogs and pushing goats off cliffs and shit. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> He's a, a donkey drowning, sheep grinding, dog fucking dude, and you're his friend? That doesn't make any sense. Surely you can do better. Just saying. Dude, so like I've I've been in situations where the like the, the money wasn't there. I wasn't always, you know, prosperous and all this, didn't always have like full time job. There was times where you had to like resort to you know, the overdraft dinners or, like, you know, the the top ramen. But never in my life have I ever gone to a field <laughs> and foraged for food. Well, I'm Let alone. I'm going to see what nature gives me. For real. <laughs> Let alone found some Is livestock. it just, like, Oregon trails? It's like... This they were this like Oregon Trail shit. Like are you, you are out of food. You did not buy enough. Truffles to fucking survive, man. Like goddamn. Dude, for real, England. England's pretty rough. Like it sounds like like the more I hear about it, the more I hear like it's pretty fucking rough over there. They got tiny roads. When you're hungry, you gotta go forage for food. It just here's <laughs> my question: which which city is technically like the tougher city? We have a fair amount of English English listeners. Is Liverpool or Birmingham? Which one is like the worst place to be? What y'all's what ghetto? What y'all's Chicago? Yeah. Of what y'all's Chirac <laughs> of England? I bet it's one of those. I two. think there's Liverpool actually been a. 
quite a few murders in London lately. Stabbings, knife murders. Oh yeah, people I think they were actually higher. They were actually outrunning the United States in murders for like a month. For well, some ah, some of the bad places Jesus. in the U.S. Yeah, we'll take that <laughs> back. Yeah. Now, don't you think that you're gonna beat us in murders? <laughs> we got you. That's fucking wild, dude. I don't. Derek, at any point in our friendship, we grew up together. I don't know what you're about to ask, but no. <laughs> I've never asked a dog to lick salsa. <laughs> we went to Schillerville. We just oh, don't you stuff. do that to that dog. That dog doesn't know what to do. It. If, if somebody said, I'll give you, you want to be in show business, don't you? Don't if, you, dog? If somebody came up and was like with my friends and said, hey, I'll give you a dollar if you let that dog lick a. I'll give you a quid if you let that dog lick some salsa off your junk. I'd be, I'd give you five dollars if you don't let that dog touch your dick. Like that's like, I'll give you ten dollars. I mean, I feel like if we're hanging out and some random dude shows up and says, "Hey, I'll give you a tenner if you if you let this dog lick peanut butter off your junk," I think we'd all kick the shit out of that dude. <laughs> <laughs> a few episodes crystals back, crystals involved. <laughs> a few episodes back, we made it very blatantly clear how we feel about dogs. So it's. <laughs> It's just one of those things. It's just Americans and dogs, man. Oh. <laughs> like, I like how I the whole thing was about them murdering a baby sheep and, like, letting it, let it die and get bloated. All, all we heard was, what? And beating its head in with a rock. Would they do that, dog? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't give a shit if I know that dog or not. That's fucked up. <laughs> all right. Next, next story comes from Brian. Amiable Adepticon, you admire artistic arms before being beguiled by Canadians coming to cheat. Whoa, hold on. Amiable Adepticon, you admire artistic arms before being beguiled by Canadians coming to cheat. Think deserves devastation. Even eyesores are exempted. For fuck this fun killer. Grognards gasp, and he heaps hope in insufferable isolation. Joking is just for joy. Killing kindness, kaput. Leaving lambasted lemmings. Michael meanders for mastery. Noticing not nicety nocturnal. Opening opponents, oogle. Part pilfering clink, query quorum quickly. Ryan relieves, rejoice. Suffering sky shield second hand. Scott says this twat tosses tomatoes. Understand. Unpainted, unbuilt, unbelievable. Very many void shields vexing volumously. Whack, warhounds wind. Y'all see what he did there, right? That's some solid alliteration. That is like... Straight up alliteration. Hold on. Let's hear it again. Amiable Adepticon, you admire artistic arms before being beguiled by Canadians coming to cheat. Think deserves devastation. Even eyesores are exempted. For fuck this fun killer. Grognards gasp, and he heaps hope in insufferable isolation. Joking is just for joy. Killing kindness, kaput. Leaving lambasted lemmings. Michael meanders for mastery. Noticing not nicety nocturnal. Opening opponents, oogle. Heart pilfering clink, query quorum quickly. Ryan relieves, rejoice. Suffering sky shield second hand. Scott says this twat tosses tomatoes. Understand. Unpainted, unbuilt, unbelievable. Very many void shields vexing voluminously. Whack, warhounds wind. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay, that was I, I, did, so I, didn't, good. I didn't notice that part, but yeah, that's dope. Wow. Some solid wordplay. That was work. That was definitely some work. I appreciate all that. <laughs> that was real. Where's the Y and the Z? 
It's busy. He's busy. Yankees yodel at (laughs) Z stuff. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't have an answer for you. Okay. The last story that I got comes from Brad. It says story time. How about a story of the holy roof? Says January third, two thousand six. I like me personally. That's my birthday, so that would have meant I just turned seventeen. It's a Tuesday. We all had a three-day weekend for New Year's. I am working in a factory in Houston, inside the Loop, not far from downtown. They relocated the plant a few years ago, but I left that company in 2007. Anyway, it was raining at the time, and we had water dripping through the ceiling throughout the plant and warehouse. Some water was gushing onto the motors and shit. It was a bad morning. The maintenance crews are going from leak to leak with lifts to patch them up so we can start up, on, start up the line. I walk over to one of the crews to watch... And shoot the shit. While I'm standing there, I see a piece of metal on the floor and walk over to it. It's a bullet. What the fuck, I ask. The ground watch the ground watch for the lift starts laughing. Yeah, go check the ground around those other leaks, man. So I do. I find six fucking bullets of various calibers. 30 out 6, 38, 44. What the hell, man? Are we in a war zone? I head over to the maintenance foreman's office with my treasures. Hey, uh, I found like six bullets around the plant, and there are holes in the ceiling. Oh, those? Let me see. I hand him my bullets. Nice one. He then opens a drawer, pulls out a plastic tub you keep food in, and there are like 30 or 40 bullets in it. Yeah, I have a collection. He tosses mine in the box. I get tired of picking them up after every fucking New Year's and 4th of July. They fucking morons around here get shit-faced and fire their guns in the air on those holidays. They don't fucking get that the bullets come down somewhere and at high velocity and then go back to the schedule he's working on like there was any other Tuesday. Fucking morons, man. So that's all for me. I enjoy your Horus Heresy podcast program show, gentlemen. Keep up the good work. You don't have to read this part of the year. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh... So, so people just like shoot guns into the air and then woo, they come down and they're hitting this factory. Apparently, man. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> you so, ever got excited and squeezed off a few rounds in the sky? So I'm just like, it, like he's finding the bullets or the casings? The bullets. Like somebody bullets. Like, a mile away is like shooting their gun in the air and the bullets come down through the ceiling. Really? That's wild. Yeah. Some dumbasses did that here not that long ago. It was on the news. What, was that for 4th of July, too? In Indianapolis 500? It was somewhere in Indianapolis. This lady's house got hit with, like, several rounds, but they were coming, like, in, like, at a steep angle where people were just firing them into the air. Like, it is. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't shoot your gun in the air. Yeah. No, still do that. And that's coming from somebody who likes likes you shooting guns anywhere. So, Ryan, you said you had a couple for us. Yeah, Scott needs to go though. I think. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep, I gotta go make sure no one's trying to convince my dog to lick salsa off their fucking. <laughs> hey man, you watch, watch out for that. They'll Not get you every time. Quit, hey, man. happy one hundred, you guys. <laughs> happy one hundred. Later. Scott. All right, so 
Let's see here. He says, uh, so this is the one that we had last week that said, you may want to read this before you read it on air. Nah, we shoot from the hip. So this is gonna be if this is really Don't bad, like it, you know, I help you pack. <laughs> if we if we didn't yeah, go back and really edit bad. a warning in, it can't be that bad. Yeah, I can't be that bad. Yeah, if you're listening, so if you're to this hearing right this, now, we didn't edit it out. <laughs> if you're listening to this right now and there wasn't a warning before, it ain't that bad. Yeah. Or we forgot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he says a friend of mine is a doctor, and he told me this wonderful horror story that when she was in training, apparently a young couple had come into the ER. Uh, with the bloke bent over double and clutching, crutching his crop. Examination revealed a pair of balls far larger than they should be and far, far more black and blue than they should be. Also, pus. So much pus. So this story is a monument to doing research before trying new things in the bedroom. This couple had heard about the idea of milking the prostate and how it improves sex life. Problem is, they had no idea what that meant. They knew the prostate wasn't the penis, so obviously it had to be the testicles. <laughs> Milking? Well, balls don't didn't produce milk, so obviously had to add milk, cow's milk, with a needle into his balls. To absolutely no one's surprise, the milk started to rot inside of his, and the infection spread to the rest of his crotch. Despite my friend's best effort, efforts his nuts had become far too infected to be saved and the couple went home a few days later much wiser but with two fewer testicles keep up the awesome podcast alex man dude i could oh, no. i could have definitely not heard that story in a bit all right <laughs> like it's wow <laughs> so, i, I don't milking know but everybody on the internet means. says it's a good idea so i, I go for it i guess <laughs> sure prostate equals ball sack right yeah that's what i heard shoot them up like the rock stars do i guess oh my goodness putting milk wow. in the ads that's real dude oh see i thought it was going to go a very different direction i was thinking like the 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 motion of like milking a cow was where they're going to go with that man dude that explains the color dude but- my dad's neighbor um just to throw this out there uh he's very not good with vehicles or carpentry or like any sort of man stuff he's just kind of rough he uh had a problem where his car was leaking oil he's got a little honda civic and he texts my dad and he says hey man uh can you help me with this oil leak and my dad was like ah you know yeah i'll be by this weekend i'll help you look at it and all this stuff we was impatient and so he was worried that he was losing too much oil. So then he texts my dad. He goes, "Hey, I put a uh, six quarts of oil in, and it still hasn't it still hasn't reached the top. You know, when do I stop?" <laughs> my dad's like, "No, <laughs> oh, on a Honda, so it's like four Did quarts." Did he start the car? Huh? Oh, they still Did drove. Start it. the car? Oh yeah, they drove it. They drove it, a rough idle. Well, so one it. It wasn't enough to, like, float the valves or anything then. No, just enough to really just... <laughs> My dad's like, yeah, hopefully enough leaks out to where, like, it'll go back to normal. And he had to show him where the dipstick was and everything like that. And then, you know, they drained it, of course. Well, I know where 
the dipsticks at, it's pretty easy to find in that situation. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just a little... I can't f- find the dipstick. Go in your house. Look in a mirror. Rough, man. Rough. So what's the other story you got for us, Ryan? thought this was going to turn into like a horrible ball story so this for a second. Titled, oh, no. This one is titled... This, this doesn't sound like it's getting any better, boys. This one's entitled uh, Broke Dick Story. Oh, nice. And it also involves a hospital. Uh, uh, it says, as a thank you for giving me some advice in your last episode, I wanted to share a broke dick story. This was told to me by an RN friend of mine. While in college in Texas, she worked at a local ER, usually nights and weekends. One slow Saturday night, a guy comes in saying that he thinks he broke his dick. She explains there are no bones in your penis. You can't actually break it, but he says it hurts, and he wants her to look at it. (laughs) Now, she is a very (laughs) sexy redhead and is used to drunk fat boys trying to get her to see their junk, Uh, but he seems in obvious pain, so pulls the curtain and asks him to drop him. Her next words to the patient were, holy shit, I think you broke your dick. <laughs> what did you <laughs> apparently do? It looked like a, apparently it looked like a mishapen, a misshapen eggplant. Uh, I didn't ask further details. She sits him down and messages the doctor on call. About 30 minutes go by and another drunk guy comes in and says he thinks he... She checks him out. Same story. She notices that both guys are wearing the same fraternity shirt. She asks them what's going on. Apparently, one of the local frats hired a prostitute to make a man out of the pledge class. This woman, Candy, was a wild one and must have zigged when they should have zagged. But the night is not over. A few minutes later, an ambulance rolls up with a couple stuck in the end. Get to the one and only Candy. would have to drain the guy to get them unstuck. What? Are they cats? What the fuck's going on? The guy gets an an ER bed. Candy is free to go. Throughout the night, two more guys show up, making it five in one night. This is a very important number that I'll get back to. As evidence of guys being dumb, drunk, horny, or some combination of all three. Not only did Candy go back to the frat after leaving the ER, but more guys rode the Bucky Bronco after someone was taken away in the ambulance. Damn Texans thinking she broke five guys' dicks already, but I can I have enough to handle her. <laughs> now, as I said, five is a special number. The area had an ordinance that if five or more people suffered the same diagnosis in a short period, it was considered an ec- epidemic. The medical <laughs> oh, staff had to take steps to warn citizens of the dangers. So they had to make and hang up a safe sex flyers all around the campus that didn't have anything to do with condoms and everything to do with a hooker named candy who might be after story my wife after hearing the story my wife named her bits candy named her junk candy the woman has a sixth sense of humor glad i married her thank you for the help i hope you enjoyed this story yeah i was about to ask about that so wait wait wait. so they they unstick the couple and then more guys keep showing up wow Wow, dude! But how did she break their? How did you get stuck? How did they break it? Uh, I guess they got stuck because she broke his dick and it started swelling. And if you, if you, if your dick is hard and it gets bent because it's made of, there's like several individual like 
I don't know what you call them, like cells or areas that hold blood. Yeah. That some of them can get busted or whatever. I mean, it is a thing. I mean, if, if they had to like drain his penis of blood to get them unstuck, then it would have just had to have like gotten swollen and then just stuck them together. How much do you think Candy made that night? <laughs> like, and what kind of story? Like, could you imagine the story of like those dudes? Like, like I could not like. It's like, hey, dude, remember that time Candy broke all our dicks? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's wild. Those guys are brothers now. <laughs> like, I don't have a story that close with anybody. <laughs> Like, there's just no way. Like, it's just... Man. Yeah, she broke, like, five dudes' dicks, but I'm like, nah, I got this. <laughs> she got to be tired by now. She done broke five dudes' dicks already. Hurt like eight bitches on a bitch boat. <laughs> That's why I got on the inside. <laughs> okay. So that's it, man. That's it for voicemails. That's it for stories. That's it for voicemails. We cleared them all out. Man, y'all did not disappoint. Yeah, dude, for real. You guys did great. The Hundo episode had some great voicemails in there. The the Hyundai. The whole Hyundai episode. So, let's move on to some list, man. So, first things first, let's go ahead and touch base on this Thousand Sons list, which I'm sure y'all are patiently waiting for. This one comes from Charles, powerful Charles. He says, Thousand Sons Lifts Help. Good evening, gentlemen. I was hoping you guys might be able to help me out with my situation. Uh, due to work, I tend to be able to only get in about half a dozen games of Heresy a year. Oh, that's sad. So I am by no means an expert on the system, and I picked it up primarily as a modeling hobby uh, about four years ago. Uh, I picked up Thousand Sons because I really enjoyed their fluff and the potential for conversions and customizations. Uh, with the release of Book 7, things to seem, have been, seem to have gotten a bit out of hand with the perception of the Legion and a few games I am able to get in tend to be met with dismay. This was cemented for me at the past LVO. My company ended up not attending the show due to miscommunication, so I was fortunate enough to find myself in a situation where I could actually get a whole weekend of games and there was even a narrative event. Seemingly perfect. First issue, due to limited time, my games up to this point have all been Zomortalis or team games, and as previously mentioned, my space in the hobby and my space in the hobby have been primarily painting hobbying, so not much playing. As such, I hadn't really spent a lot of time focusing or optimizing lists or synergizing the list and had primarily just gone about doing everything in Heresy that I couldn't do in years of playing 40k. Several blocks of 20-man tax squads, along with large breacher squads, and terminators with power weapons and reaper auto cannons. Using everything I had, I was still about 500 points shorts, needed uh, needing points for the event. I reached out and asked the TO if maybe I could team up with another opponent to make the points, and I was told no. I needed a ton of points quick and in the painful fashion, so I bought Magnus, thinking plenty of other people used their Primark, and he could actually blow up tanks, something my army completely, competently lacks the ability to deal with because of ZM. This, this sounds like a troll. Like, really? Like, you accidentally built this, like insane like <laughs> army and casually drop magnus in the army what's going on it here? happens what's going on here like you just bought a shit ton of big block of breachers some terminators and like you just casually drop magnus and i don't know twice during the event i had opponents who deflated upon seeing magnus it was heartbreaking after the first day i felt like utter shit and then i had broken the social contract of the community the Golden Throne guys who ran the event are running a local event in September. 
and I wanted to attend. However, I had no idea what to do in terms of list building, and I really want to make sure that I receive a different response from my opponents. Okay, so it's not troll. Like he's actually looking to clean up. It's a three thousand point event, and I was wondering if you would look over my list and maybe offer some feedback. Here's what I was thinking about running after looking at the list at Adepticon last weekend. He wants to run Pride of the Legion. He wants a Praetor, level 3 Psyker, and Cataphractic Terminator armor with Paragon Blade and Digital Lasers. A second Praetor, level 3 with Cataphractic Terminator, <laughs> Paragon Blade, Digital Lasers, <laughs> and Apothecary. Some Vet Tax with Combi Meltas, and Aspic Shells, and a Rhino with Multi Melta. Uh, he, he has that twice. He's got two All, units also they have mastery level one also also they have mastery level one that's important yeah they have mastery level one he's got two units of sec mets uh five each uh they're running commie no. deltas no 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 they're six they're six each because oh. it says one additional terminator and then it, they also are in spartans okay yeah they're in spartans uh he's got that unit twice he's got a land speeder squadron with an additional speeder Two multi-meltas. He upgraded them to multi-meltas with two graviton runs. Uh, he has that unit three times. So, no. No, the last unit's javelins. A single javelin attack speeder with last cannon. Or, I'm sorry. It's a, So, the first two are normal land speeders, and then the last one's javelin attack speeder. Uh, almost all of this would need to be purchased, as I currently only have the following. Magnus, Aramon, Generic Power Armor Hero from Kalth, Terminator Hero from Kalth, two Apothecaries, 40 Tac Marines, Sergeant with Power Fist, 20 Breachers, 4-Man Meltas, 10-Man Missile Squad, Dread with Twin Assault Cannons, Dread with Twin Last Cannons, 10 Cataphractic Terminators, 2 Chain Fist, 4 Combi Plasma, 2 Auto Cannons, 10 Tataras Terminators, 6 Chain Fist, 2 Combis, 2 Power, and 2 Power Swords. Thanks again, Charles. So, okay. Uh, so is this dude unintentionally like OP? What's going on here? What's happening? Uh, yeah. I mean, people don't really like two Praetors anyway. It's not super fluffy, and they're also you know Praetors are pretty good. Like you, most people just take one dude to the Paragon Blade. You don't run around with two, let alone two uh, Thousand Suns ones that are both level three, backed up by two big segment squads in spartans <laughs> yeah dude what the hell like this seems like a like i don't are you are you sure oh uh, <laughs> yeah people don't so anyway he said he would have had to buy he'd have to purchase almost everything in that list so i drastically changed it he says he's a painter and hobbyist and got into it mostly for painting my big thing about this particular list, for one, it's like it's kind of spammy. It's like two Praetors, two Vet squads that are identical, two Sekhmet squads are identical, two Spartans that are identical, four Land Speeders that are identical, and then two Javelins that are identical. Yep. It's so pretty spammy. And it's going to be a little boring to look at. Um, and if you take this to a narrative event, People are going to look at that and see that you got what, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 mastery level. Um, a good rule of thumb. I don't want to get real preachy here and go into a big thing. I mean, I could go through and break it all down. But you got to figure Thousand Sons are typically going to be on the trader side, correct? Yep. So when you look at Loyalist Marines, they only have three HQ slots. And librarians 
are the only thing in the entire Marine Army list that has the ability to have psychic powers. Yep. And they're a support officer, so you can't take them as your primary HQ, your compulsory, which means you can only ever have two librarians in your army, and the max psychic level they can have is two. So that means the max dice that you're ever going to face in a loyalist army is four. That's Versus. the max you can ever face. Yeah. So the that's the problem with shit like Thousand Sons is you can take Magnus and already have five and then go from there. I mean, you can have 20 plus pretty easy if you wanted to, if you want to ally certain shit, do whatever. So their max is four. I recommend never taking more than eight. I feel like if you take more than eight, you're just dumping salt in the wound. Um, all these Thousand Sons guys, people are like, they always take it in their mind. Well, they all have to be psychers because they're Thousand Sons. Well, I don't know if people are familiar with D&D, but in D&D, you have like your wizard levels, whatever, level one, level two. A level one lit wizard is somebody who just started to get trained. You can have people who have natural ability towards wizardry that aren't even a level one wizard. They're just like born with the innate gift. And they have these things called cantrips, which are essentially like level zero spells in D&D. So when you look at the Thousand Suns Legion, the guys that are like level one and above are the ones that are like, like that's a big deal. The ones that when Armin cast the rubric that get turned into dust and are sealed in their armor, it wasn't that they weren't psychic. They were just like the cantrip guys. They were like the lower level dudes or whatever. Like it was more of a, you know maybe they could turn a light switch on from across the room or some shit that they didn't really have like super abundant power. They're still Does that make it. sense? Yeah. They're still yeah. like working on it, you know? Yeah. And even right. then for so, the, for the fluff wise, them all being psychers is pretty much covered with the uh, cult arcana. Yeah. That's like, exactly what I was getting to Derek. That's what that cult arcana is, is it's like their version of the cantrips from D and D it's factored into their rules already. So you don't have to go around and stick a fucking mastery level on everything in your army. Um, to to be quote unquote fluffy, and like I said, the max you're ever going to face is four. The only exception to that is salamanders because they have Xiphus Jur, who's a level one that can be compulsory. So it's p possible to have to face a whopping level five army with salamanders. Um, psychers are very rare in 30k. You rarely see anyone running them except for word bears and thousand sons, which are both on the trader side typically. So if you're playing in a narrative event, you're always going to be playing a loyalist. You're not likely to even face a psyker. And if you do, it's going to be likely maybe a knight errant that's like a level 1 or level 2 or maybe just somebody taking a random librarian that's level 2. So if you go get more than 8 dice going, it just gets ridiculous because it's like that person's going to roll their 3 dice to cast their power and then you're going to roll like 11 dice back and just cancel it out because you just need one or two sixes or whatever. They're never going to get anything off. And then on your side, the power that you really want to do, you're going to be able to easily throw more dice than they even have to cast the power. And then you're harnessing on a 3-plus instead of a 4-plus, typically. So when you do write these Thousand Suns lists, keep it at 8 dice or below. Like if you're going to a narrative event, I think that's a really good rule of thumb. Because at eight dice, you're already double what almost any loyalist can bring. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or at the bare minimum, go to the sisters player and tell them you want to play them. 
tell them you want to get a game with it. <laughs> well, that's just going to be lopsided the other way. Just go get your So shit. anyway, <laughs> I game. wanted to I wanted to write a list that had some elements or ideas from this list in it, but had a wider variety of units so that he can paint and hobby more, so it'll actually give him something like different shit to work on, and when you put the army on a display board, it'll look better than just a bunch of repeating units. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so this is what I did with the list, um, and keep in mind here, I didn't pick Arcane Litanies, or the, yeah, the not the Arcane Litanies, the uh, Cults, the Cult Arcanas. I didn't pick any of those for any of these units, so um, if whenever, if you decide to build this uh, list, Charles, just pick whichever ones you think work best. You're still going to have to stick within the rules of your compulsory HQ, which will be your Praetor, and your two core troops, which will be... We'll get to it at the end of the list, your options of what you can do. So, um, so anyway, this is the list. So I got a Praetor and Terminator armor, which is what you had originally. Uh, the guy has uh, Pride of the Legion for his right of war, just like you had. He's Psycher Master level 3. He's in Cataphracty armor. He's got Paragon Blade, Digital Lasers, and Arcane Litanies. Um, for the second HQ in the army, I have a basic Centurion. He's not a console, just a Centurion. Um, he's Psychic Mastery level 1, because Thousand Sons can do that. He's got a Force Axe, and he's on a Scimitar pattern jet bike. So that's your two HQs. So for troops, I have a nine-man veteran squad. Um, all nine of them, including the sergeant, all have melt bombs. One basic guy has a power weapon, and the sergeant has artificer armor and power weapon. And these guys, you could you get to choose before the game begins um, what uh, veteran skill they have. These guys are meant to either be marksman or uh, weapon master, so you can decide whatever you want to do. Um, then the next troops choice is another nine-man veteran squad, which are, uh, they're machine, these are guys are meant to be machine killer vets, but once again, you get to choose before the game. All nine of them, including the sergeant, have combi meltas, and they're in a rhino with a panel-mounted multi-melta. Um, the next troops choice is a non-compulsory troops choice because it's got the support squad rule. It is a nine-man tactical support squad. Uh, all nine guys have Volkite chargers, including the sergeant, and they are also in a rhino with a panel-mounted multi-melta uh, dedicated. And then the uh, final troops choice, so the fourth troops choice, is an eight-man squad of sec terminators. Uh, these guys you have to choose between uh, pyromancy or telekinesis i went ahead and did telekinesis which is the raptora which is the plus one to their invul saves but i put them in tartaros oh. to be nice fluffier well not fluffier Fl just nicer nicer but you're still getting tartaros so you can still run and sweep and do all the cool shit tartaros can do but you're going to get the cataphracty four up save so it's it's nicer it's showing that you're trying to be a cool dude it also gives you a cool modeling opportunity because the ones that Forge World sells are the Cataphracty, so this will let you use the 40k kits to convert your own. If you're into modeling and hobby, like he says he is, it'll it'll be a cool... It'll make your guys unique, I guess. Throw it out there. 
So it's eight Sekhmet Terminators with Caldercana, Raptora. Um, they're in Tartaros armor. Four of the guys have Force Axes, and three of the guys have Chain Fists. Um, the Sergeant has a uh, Force Axe as well in his Combi Bolter. Uh, they have a dedicated Spartan with Armored Ceramite and Dozer Blade. And that's your four troop choices. So for fast attack, I have a unit of eight Skyhunter jet bikes, two of which have Volkite Colverins. That's all they have. Uh, this is where your jet bike guy will go. Um, and then for the second fast attack choice, I have a Xiphon Pattern Interceptor, just bare bones, okay. just for your for your AA. So it's just got the two twin link glass cannons and the rotary missile launcher. So it's decent AA. That's all that it's really in the list for. Um, plus, it's a cool looking painted like a thousand suns. Yeah, yeah, like. it'll be a, it'll look it'll look really cool painted in thousand suns. Um, then for heavy support, I took a Land Raider Phobos and just a single Land Raider Phobos with Dozer Blade and Armored Ceramite, and that is with those. That's where those first ten or sorry, those first nine veterans will go. The ones that are loaded out with melt bombs and close combat weapons, they're going to go in this Phobos. And then the last heavy support choice, the final choice, is three. Castellax, Archea, Battle Automata. Just the base dudes with the two power claws and the uh, cool bolt cannon. So if you look here, when you put the Praetor in with the Sekhmet and you put the Centurion in with the jet bike, all your squads are going to be nine-man squads, which is Zinch's number. So it's like the Thousand Suns, Zinch, like... Already starting? Yeah. Already yeah, so it's kind of cool. So... So I think I I think that's pretty neat. The Castellacs are there's three of them, which is you know three by three is nine. I I wasn't gonna build a squad of nine fucking Castellacs. That's insanity. There's not enough points, so I stuck with three. I still think it's pretty cool. Um, so if you look at this list, you're not really repeating anything. You have two vet squads, but they're to totally different loadouts. One's in a Rhino. One's in a Land Raider. One's all bolters with a few close combat weapons and melt bonds. One's all combi uh, meltas. So they're they're totally different. And then everything else on the list is unique. Uh, it's also brought all the way down to only six. There's only uh, six mastery levels here. So it's going to be way more friendly to your opponent, which is good in a narrative event. You got to think you're going to get six dice um, plus whatever ones you roll up. So minimum of seven. You're gonna have uh, like five. You're you're uh, depending on your Praetor. If you choose all psychic powers from one discipline, you'll have four powers there, and then your uh, Sec Metal have three. So you they'll have the two plus the uh, Primaris. So you should still be able to cast most of your powers and all that stuff. So it's I think it's still going to be a really strong list. It's going to be really fun to play. It's going to look really cool on the battlefield. As far as uh, Cult Arcana, your Praetor is a 2-up, 4-up currently. You could do the Telekinesis with him, the Raptora, where he goes to a 2-up, 3-up, which I don't think is bad on a tough 4 Praetor that doesn't have, you know, whatever. Like, it's fine to have one guy in the army like that. I wouldn't do your entire Sekhmet squad like that. People hate that shit when you're basically getting it for free. When And I know that people always say, well... Fire Drakes and Imperial Fist, they can get a three up say blah, blah blah. They have to pay for that. It's not free. And also they're like Fire Drakes start at two hundred and seventy five points and then 
you're paying another five points per guy to get to the uh, three up save. The, the three up save. And they're not level two psychers, and they don't have free force weapons, and they don't have free shredding ammo, and they don't have free stubborn. I can go on and on and on. So, um, yeah. So this the whole this list is all about keeping it chill, which is what he said in his email. But I also think this list has a lot of cool shit in it. There's a lot of nice looking models in here that'll look really good all modeled up. Um, it's very fluffy with all the nine man units. Um, it still has all the utility to deal with everything you need to do, and it's going to look great on a display board. And if he chooses to have a telekinesis on his Praetor, you're you're going to make your Sekhmet your first compulsory troops choice, and then you would pick one of the other three to also be telekinesis. So because your cult arcana has to be your Praetor and your two compulsory troops have to share the same cult arcana. So just keep that in mind when he's picking his cult arcana. Other than that, everything else in the list besides that can have whatever arcana you want. Sounds easy enough, man. It's definitely not extremely overpowered. It's still a competitive list if that's what you're secretly wondering, accidentally building up this OP list. Uh, but it's definitely something that's like will hold its own in a uh, in an event. But also, when you put that on the table, it will not look like a uh, a I picked all the hard stuff list. It'll look like a very cool and reasonable Fall list. Out. Yeah, and then especially if you got all that stuff painted up, it would be hot. Yeah. So, very cool. Very nice. Oh, nice. Uh, the only thing about this is supposed to be 3,000 points. It's 3,001 point, which at a narrative oh. event, especially with you being nice and running Tartarus and all that, nobody's going to give a shit about being one point over. It's not 40K. It's 30K narrative event. Nobody's going to care. <laughs> if you're really that worried about it, you could drop one of the combi meltas. You could drop the combi melta off the veteran sergeant in the combi melta squad or. Um, you could drop the power weapon out of the other vet squad, or you could drop the arcane litanies off the Praetor or digital lasers or whatever and get your points, whatever you want to do. You can just drop one piece of war gear. But I don't think most people are going to bitch about one point, especially in a narrative event. Do you really want to play them again? Do you really? Do you really? Yeah. Okay. So the next list we got a Sons of Horus list. This comes from Powerful Brad. He says, "Listening to the latest show, I guess I should take a stab at the list first. I don't have my book in front of me, so I'll be rough on the points." Okay, that's <laughs> uh, for two thousand points with Horus. I was thinking Pride of the Legion. Uh, he wants to take Horus, five Justerian, uh, ten Veterans, a Praetor. Uh, the ten Veterans are an Amvilus, a Praetor and Terminator armor, big ass sword, power fist. Contemptor Dreadnought uh, carry with a. He wants two Contemptor Dreadnoughts with carries assault cannon and Dreadnought close combat weapon. Five man Reaver squad with close combat weapons, bolt pistol, and Bane Strike combi, Bane Strike ammo with combi plasma and a rhino, and Apothecary with artifice armor. Uh, with for two thousand points without Horus, I was thinking Pride of the Legion, same as above. Drop Praetor and Horus, but add Abaddon and other Contemptor, some kind of tank support or Spartan. For Abaddon and his Justarian crew. So that should be an easy, like, <laughs> build up off there. 
So this is what I came up. We'll do what because I did both lists for him. Um, do you want to do the one with or without Horus? Uh, let's do the one with Horus. Let's go from there. With Horus. So, th- so this is what I came up with. Uh, Malaguer's the Twisted, and the reason I told him this, I said, I don't, I didn't. He obviously wasn't against taking characters because he had Abaddon in there and Horus in there. So the reason I like Malagurst is because he makes Reavers and Veterans troops right off the bat. So you you don't have to like waste your right of war. And then Horus makes Justaran troops. So that gives you the option of Reavers, Justarans, or Veterans as troops without having to take a right of war. So then you can spend your right of war on anything you want. A little pro tip so, for you. Sons yeah, of Horus pro tip. Pretty cool. Plus, he's cheap. He's like 140 points, and he fills out that compulsory HQ that you're going to have to take, even though you have Horus in your army, uh, because Horus is your Lord of War, not an HQ. So for the HQ, I have Malagurst Twisted. For troops, I have not, uh, nine-man Reaver Squad. Uh, two of them have power weapons. The Chieftain has Artificer Armor and Power Fist, and they're in an Anvilus Pattern Dreadclaw, and Malagurst will go with them. Malagurst has the banner that'll make them fearless, so they'll be fearless. Um, and like it's, and it makes it's the only way to get Reavers to be troops is to take Malagurst. So I thought that was pretty cool. For the second troops choice, I have five Just Air and Terminators. All five of them have combi weapons. I would do plasmas, um, but you can do meltas if you want or whatever. Um, there's one power fist, two single lightning claws, and two chain fists in the unit. Um, I would put Horus with these guys, and these are going to be that's going to deep strike down together with Horus's deep strike rule. These guys become troops because of Horus. Um, and then the last squad is 10 Space Marine veterans. Um, all 10 of them have combi melters. And then for fast attack, I bought a loose anvilus to put them in. So, yep. So there's two anviluses in the list so far. Then for elites, I have a Contemptor Dreadnought with Carrie's Assault Cannon. Um, and then ha- also has a Dreadnought Close Combat Weapon with a Graviton Gun built in it. And it's in a Dreadnought Drop Pod. And then for Lord of War, I have Horus the War Master. So if you're counting, you got a Dreadnought Drop Pod and two Anviluses. So that's your three Drop Pods. So you're going to get two turn one. Um, and then Horus will Deep Strike in turn two or whatever. Because you get a pick which turn he comes in. And then your other Drop Pods, you'll have to roll for Reserve. So I feel like that's pretty decent for 2,000 points, and that was going to be um, fair. It's very fluffy. It's like the spear tip attack or whatever. Um, the only problem was Brad wanted tanks. So I, I just wanted to read the list out because that was the list that I actually wrote. But let me read our little back and forth of what ended up happening here. So... He says, wow, thank you. That gives me a lot to think about. And then we talked about null deploying and what would come in first and all that. Um, And I wrote him two lists. So he's thinking. So I said, yeah, the first list is null deployment. It represents the spear tip as Horus, that Horus loved. And the second list, if you, because I put a Charybdis and some other shit in the second list, said if you ditch all that, uh, you can take a Spartan and it should be close on points. So... He is going to switch it over to where it's like a combination pods and tanks. And uh, he's going to put a, I think, an assault squad in there with jump packs. So we kind of went back and forth and kind of worked him out a list. But that was the list that I originally came up with. But I think we altered it to have like some assault marines and a Spartan and some other shit. So anyway, it worked out. 
badass, dude. And that was just, and it doesn't look like he's got to spend a lot, you know? No, nope. Pretty straightforward. Um, and then, like, the other list that I wrote for him with Abaddon in it, I'm trying to see here, uh, with no Horus, I think it still had the Anvilises, it still had the Contemptor. Yeah, it still had, still had an Anvilis in it. And then it had a Charybdis in it, and then it still had the Dreadnought and the Dreadnought Drop Pod, and then it had ten Assault Marines in it, and the Justaren Squad was a little bit bigger, and then it had Abaddon, so he wouldn't have had to buy a lot of extra shit. So he's basically going to take the second list that I wrote, I think, and get rid of the Charybdis and the Dreadnought Drop Pod, and then throw a Spartan in, and essentially run this list, and then I don't know what he'll do with the Horse list. He might keep the Horse list with the Anvilises, and then this list run a Spartan. I don't know what he's going to do. But we kind of worked it out there and threw some ideas back and forth and got him helped out. So I wrote him the two lists and then did email follow-ups to adjust it to be what he wanted. Because we aim to please here at the uh, Radio Free S1 podcast. <laughs> yes, we do. So before we move over to the Wheel of Grindage, Ryan, do you have a trivia question yet? Yep, let's do this. Oh, yeah. Good, Ryan. All right. So, <laughs> mine is a three-parter. Two of the three parts will be easy, and one of them will be a little more difficult. You may have to go back and do some digging, but I have mentioned it several times on the podcast. So, the first one, and easiest one, is what is the name of my other podcast that I do? I do another podcast. I, we're supposed to do it every two weeks, but we're delayed. But we have done over ten episodes now. Um, for another game what is the name of that podcast the second question is according to me and my rules of life what is the best chainsaw company in the world it should be fucking easy it should be everybody's everybody should feel this way if they know anything about chainsaws (laughs) and three the one that's a little more difficult what is the miniatures game board game slash miniature game that got me into miniatures wargaming and I've mentioned this on a couple different podcasts, including this one. There's a particular game that that I played, and that's what got me into wanting to play miniatures games. Ooh. Now this is a difficult shirt to get, boys. You know the answer to this one? Just send us the answer to michael at warhammer30k.com. If you're the first person to get this one, the then all, the we... The answers. The answers, Yeah. <laughs> Send the answers to michael at warmer30k.com and we will get you a shirt. So, hardcore trivia question coming from Ryan. He's laying it out there, man. <laughs> so, how about some wheel of grindage, Ryan? We got the wheel. We got the got wheel. The wheel. So, it's right here. Hang on. So, for those of Might y'all that don't know about the wheel, we've talked about it at the beginning of the episode, but we'll go and touch back on it. We haven't done this in a while. It's been uh, a minute. Yeah, it has been a minute. So the way the wheel works is we spin this wheel. It's actually a physical wheel that Ryan does spin. You don't get a chance to see it because, you know, you're listening. Your ears are going, but you can actually hear it spinning. We get to watch it. Uh, The wheel has a bunch of different pie pieces on it, and each one of the pie pieces actually has a podcast in there. Unless it's a vacant spot, which means we already sent that podcast a 
uh, a care package. Now, if it goes on to either a listener spot or a vacant spot, which I think the vacant spot still has the name of the podcast, but just lets us know that we already sent them some stuff, then we go oh, ahead. And we also we leave their name on at the star, and sometimes we add another podcast in over the top of it. Yeah. Um, because we have more. Like today, we're going to add Remembrance's Retreat because they're not on here yet, but they've made it well past the four episode. They sure did limit. So, let me write that down. So, Remembrancer's Retreat. Yep. Okay. They are added. Ryan, do you want to read off the podcasts that are on the list? Yeah. So, uh, we have the Geno 5-2, the Legion of Lies, the Age of Darkness podcast, the Sons of Heresy podcast, uh, the Imp... The Imperial Truth Podcast. Um, the Drop Podcast. The 30K Channel. Uh, the Road to Terror Podcast. The Eye of Horus Podcast. The Northern Heresy Podcast. The Varingian Heresy Podcast. The Don't Lose Your Head Podcast. The Covenant of Fire Podcast. The Combat Phase Podcast. And that's it. Are there any that we're missing? Oh, boy, we don't have Boys of the Golden Throne on here. Oh, we got to put the boys up there. Can't forget we'll the We'll add them GT. on here. Bot GT up there. What episode um, is Zach on on their podcast right now? I think they're still uh, baby. Uh, I think they are. Yeah, I think they're still baby podcast right now. Okay. You guys ready for the spin? I'm always ready for the spin. Spin that wheel. It be spinning. Uh... <laughs> what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? I have a horse podcast. Oh, so it is a listener episode at this point. All right. No, they don't. They haven't won yet. They haven't won yet. The cult. No. I've sent them the cultural exchanges that I sent them. They were the first one before we even had the fucking wheel. Oh, so I have a long time podcast, ago or heresy reanimated podcast or heresy reborn yeah. or heresy reloaded. What is the other one? The, you know what? Now that they've been to like Texas and Indiana, we could just send them stuff. They really like down here that, you know, they couldn't get waffle hire. So since they hit <laughs> that, and we already send them shit all the time, do you want to spin it again and just do two for the hundred zone? Yeah, we'll do it. Let's do two. We'll do two. So I have horse. We'll send them some shit. They S- won. Send them we some Gerbers and some, uh, some airsoft pellets. Gerbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, nah, me and Emily will take care of them because we know all kinds of shit that they want. So... Uh, but anyway, so we're, we'll we'll real. spin it here again. I'm gonna Amazon them a Texas shaped waffle iron. <laughs> oh, still spinning. Go, She's go, still go, going. Go, go, go. Still going. Remembrancers, Remembrancers Retreat Podcast. Powerful David. <laughs> oh my goodness. Remembrancers Retreat Podcast. Powerful David. Powerful Ryan. Over there, make sure powerful J, powerful J. I can't remember. I'm not sure. I just listened to the other day. They have this this uh ep- they have this uh 
um, this segment called Heresy Grad School over at the River Masters Retreat. Oh, yeah? That is fucking dope. Yeah, it's actually really good. Uh, they This last episode that they had David Sampson on with, they went over uh, Serum and uh, what happened on Serum. And it's actually really good. So, yeah. They're up there in what? That's like Virginia, all that area? Maryland? Yep. So we got to find some. my new boyfriend, Robert Lentz. Wasn't he on the show too? Uh, I don't know. I, I think so. I think so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The one that played with you in the uh, in the game. Yes, Robert. Powerful yep. Robert. Yeah, he's going to everything, dude. He's like rocking and rolling every every heresy event this year. So Well, I hope he, he makes it to Heresy Camp. He said he's coming, man. He said last episode he was coming. So Awesome. So man, glad. I gotta figure out something to send them Texas wise. And then I have to figure this out. That's super exciting. Yeah. We gotta figure out this Australian thing, because I'll be honest, and this isn't my fault. The last person that won was the Loaded Dice podcast that are also in Australia. And I bought all their snacks and have them in a box. But Andrew Legio, who's part of that podcast, like while I was getting the stuff ready right before I mailed it, the Badger birthday thing came out. Uh-huh. And I saw that he was wanting some of the airbrushes, but he was saying that the shipping killed it. Like it didn't make any sense. So I was like, hey, man, I already got to send you all these snacks, do you want me just to buy the brushes and then you can just PayPal me the money and I'll throw them in? No big deal. And you don't have to pay shipping for them. Just pay the shipping from them to me and then I'll throw them in your snacks because I got to mail them anyway. Done. He said, yeah. yeah, that sounds great. His One of his airbrushes showed up the other day, but I still haven't gotten the other one. Oh, fuck. So it's been this long. So what I'm going to try to do, I'll go get Tim's shit. We might be able just to fit it all in one big box. Hell yeah. And I'll mail it. And I'll mail it to Tim and Michael to save us shipping, and then they can mail the rest of the shit to Legio. That's his. Like, I'll put a box, I'll put Andrew's shit in a box and seal it, then put that box in a box with extra room to put Tim and Michael's shit, and then mail it all in one big box. Well, if that works, man, let me know. Uh, Stamps.com does not fuck around. It changed my entire life when it comes to this whole shipping out stuff for the show. So if you need me to ship you a label... Just weigh it. Tell me how much it is, and we'll get a label. Okay. Up. Well, that's probably that's probably what we'll do. Yeah. Because I got a. We're mailing two packages to Australia. It's really fucking expensive to mail to Australia. Okay. Every time I mail, it's like a hundred bucks. So, um, yeah, we'll get it figured out. Let me know. So that's it for this episode, the Hundo Sode. Uh, appreciate all your help, guys. Uh, if you really like the show, uh, we do have a Patreon. You can go to radio patreon.com forward slash radio for Istvan. Uh, we have a special group chat that we are always in. It's always ridiculous amount of people talking all the time. It just takes a dollar to get in there. It's a fun time. Um, dollar an episode. Then uh, what else? If you want to leave us a voicemail, we have a 209-RFI-30K-0. is going to be our voicemail line. If you want to send us an email, it's Michael at Warmer30K.com, Derek at Warmer30K.com, Ryan at Warmer30K.com, and Scott at Warmer30K.com. Uh, also, we are... Uh, kind of in a relationship with audible.com. Uh, if you go to rfibook.com, you get a 30 day free trial for audible. You get a free book out of it. Uh, and they have the entire Horace Heresy black library collection. So go get you a, a free black library book. So, 
uh, other than that, man, that's going to be it. If you like us, you can go to Facebook, find us on there. A lot of our updates are on there. Uh, if you're interested in Heresy Camp, I know we talked about it a little bit this episode. We have a full episode dedicated to Heresy Camp. And uh, we actually have a website, heresycamp.com, campheresy.com. We own both of them. And you can go get some more information. And you can email me directly at michaelwarmer30k.com if you need more information. Uh, but that will be September 19th to the 23rd. Love to have you guys there. And it's going to be a great time. I can't wait. But that is it for this hundo sode, boys. Uh, y'all have a good one. 100 episodes on the books. 100 episodes on the books. Later.